Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. My name is Jason. Hey, hey, and I'm KJ. And in this episode, we review our week by discussing insurance, or the lack thereof, and pretty much the racket that is insurance, and also poor customer service in general. Plus, we recap the Oscars that happened almost two weeks ago. Then we'll pronounce some more stuff and take a quiz sent in by a listener. Later, find out if we have a guest when we play Do We Have a Guest? Then we'll see what's trending now and read some more of your top five album recommendations. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and we'll tell you how to enter the official Speaking of Tangents podcast March Madness Tournament Bracket Challenge. I think that lasted longer than the tournament. And of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Or tangents. In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. What's up? Uh, good is up. That's great to hear. Well, at least for the time being, but I did want to share with you. We got a mm-hmm. tweet from Ed Butt at cool. EdB1947. And this was a tweet that he shared from The Onion. You know, the, oh, the okay. um, I suppose it's. You can't really say fake news anymore. I was going to say fake news, but yeah, yeah. fake news doesn't really exist. No, so, that's its own thing. Anyway, there's this pic- it's a picture of an article, like The Onion always does. And mm-hmm. there's a picture of a young man who's in a wheelchair. And his wife, I guess presumably his wife, is standing alongside him. They're on their front porch. Mm-hmm. She's holding like a dozen roses. There's a balloon attached to the back of his wheelchair. And then there's a guy in a suit presenting them you know with with one of those like huge checks but you know those big oh like one of the uh yeah like like the phony phony checks yeah reward checks yeah so is this are are we really gonna do a thousand words on this picture no it's gonna be more like 20 (laughs) okay so he gives him 20 thousand 20 20 total you can count if you want uh he instead it's a instead of a check it's a claim and it says stamped on it denied or something like that Oh, no. I know where this is going. And the headline reads, insurance company celebrates 50 billionth, um, insert uh, four-letter expletive plus ING, over of customer. So so they're effing them over. Effing them over. They're celebrating, denying claims, and screwing the customers, basically. Yes. So, you know, that being said, do you have Mm -hmm. anything you'd like to talk about? Funny that you should bring up insurance companies screwing over their customers I may know someone who has been in that predicament lately for the past several months and now would finally like to yell about it for about an hour. <laughs> okay. Do we have time for that? Well, is it going to be 20,000 words? It actually might be. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to hit the highlights, so I'll, I'll, I'll summarize. So, if you've been following our insurance saga, or my insurance saga via the podcast over the past, what, I think it was Pretty like the very the first beginning. episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is the insurance podcast. So my old insurance company from 2016, Aetna, 
Yes. Has been so bad that I cannot believe it. And I think every time something happens, they do something extra. They do something else. I have said to you, I just can't believe this anymore. There's nothing that they could do that I, you know, would that would shock me anymore. And then they one up themselves and they shock me every single time, which yeah. has been crazy. It's a non-will bond situation. Yes. I'm not surprised, but then they still somehow pulled some crazy stunt and surprised me every single time. Yeah. Even though I'm like, nope, nothing. I'm I'm not falling for this again. They're not suckering me in. There's nothing that they could do that, you know, short of actually paying my claim and, you know, doing their job that would surprise me anymore. And so I'll hit the highlights of what's happened in the past few months. I think we've talked about me going to the emergency room and, you know, having to do all that because yes. I thought I was having a stroke and stuff in December. And so far, I'm, I'm okay. I still need to do some follow-up tests. But I haven't been able to get those follow-up tests because all the claims for December, which was basically 20-plus thousands of dollars, were denied by Aetna last year So for various reasons, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, and so until I discover exactly what I need to pay for that, what I'm going to have to pay um, of these hospital bills, not hospital, the ER bills and the doctor's bill and radiology and MRIs and, you know, neurologists and all this stuff. I don't want to go and rack up more charges, even though the new insurance company has been great and it's going to go towards my deductible for them. I still have a deductible. You know, I'd rather not pay $20,000 this month plus, you know, $5,000 in other stuff. I'd rather space this out a little bit. Yeah, I think that makes total sense. Yeah. So far, Aetna has denied these claims three times, and we've asked them to refile. And when I say ask them, we've called them and complained. And it's not like four phone calls. It's four separate times of my wife having to call and wait on hold and talk to multiple different people over like a week, three or four days each time of her time and my time it's taken in order to get them to basically try to do their job that they should have done originally. Oh, God. So the first time they denied it, they said, okay, well, this ER visit, this MRI, and this CT scan, um, they don't fit into our voluntary plan, so we're going to deny that claim. And when she called to say, what are you talking about? They were like, well, this was filed. We decided to file this under the voluntary plan. And she's like, what's the voluntary plan? We have, I know we have that voluntary plan, but what do you consider the voluntary plan? And she said, oh, that's the dental and vision plan. So they <laughs> filed sorry. an ER visit. Oh they filed God. a claim of an ER visit and a CT scan and an MRI and all this other stuff and a trip to the neurologist. They filed that under their dental and vision plan. And then, you know, a month later denied it and said, oh, this doesn't apply. You're not covered. And we were like, what in the world are you talking about? And they were like, oh, that probably does make more sense. We'll transfer those over and file those under the, you know, the medical plan. Uh, I was like, yeah. are you kidding? Which right there is they're doing this on purpose to deny yeah. these claims as much as possible. They're, you know, they're trying to run us in circles until we give up is, is yep. what their plan is. After that happened, that was in January. Then that was denied at the end of January. And so when because we can go online and look and see that the, the um, claims get updated. We have a, still have a login. Uh, for last year. Oh, okay. Uh, so they so, let me just make sure I understand. So they put yes. they put it back into they took it from voluntary, yes. and they put it into the medical. And you're saying yes. that the medical once they did that they they denied the medical claim. They denied it for the second time. Okay. And th- and this is like 16 different line items because it's not just me. My daughter had to go to the doctor once in there too in December, and so there's a claim in there for her that they denied as well. Did they say that was voluntary? Um, no, I'll get to that in a minute because oh. it's even crazier. Oh, God. So the second time they denied it, after they actually got it into the medical plan, 
They said, I wasn't covered, me personally, wasn't covered under this plan for the entire duration of 2016, <laughs> which we have been paying the premiums, right. and that's the first time I'd actually tried to use the insurance. And so my wife said, oh, wait a minute here. Um, I have payroll deduction evidence that you took the money for a family plan. He's covered under my family plan. He's listed on here. You cannot say that he was not, talking about me, was not covered for the entirety of 2016. If you're going to say that, then you refund us all the yes. money that we paid, which would have been more than, you know, I mean, it's, it's well, several yeah. thousand dollars. Yeah. And they went, oh, well, we'll check into that. And they went back, came back and said, oh, yeah, um, yeah, we don't need to do that. He, he was actually covered for 2016. We'll refile again. Oh. So three weeks later, they refile again. Then they come back and deny it again. And she calls her, like, what's, what's happened this time? And they said, well, we noticed there was a gap in your husband's coverage. He wasn't covered from December 5th through December 18th, which are the exact days in December that I went to the ER and went to the doctor in that time. The, the first day I went to the doctor was December 5th, and then the last day, the ER day, was December 18th. Oh, my God. So they're saying the gap in coverage is the just happens to coincidentally correlate to the exact days that I tried to use the coverage and made the claims. Which well, if you're going is to be criminal. Well, if you're going to be crooked, can you get creative? I yes, mean, do they think just, you're not going to notice criminals. that? It's not just it's not just evil, it's dumb evil, which is even exactly. worse. Come on. <sighs> so, we were like, "No, no, 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 no. You need and she's like, "Are you kidding me?" And they were like, "Oh, well, we're going to refer this to to our another department and, and see if they can, you know, check on that." Because we're not sure exactly why the gap in coverage was there. And I'm like, I know why you're trying to say there was a gap in coverage. is because I tried to actually use the coverage and it would cost you money. Yeah. So Whoa. they went back and redid it again. And we're still kind of waiting to see this time. But <laughs> here's the thing. They said specifically for my, and she, in that time, because this was about me, it was a gap in my coverage December 5th to the 18th. So my wife was like, well, what about our daughter? You know, she had a, a thing in there that's being denied too, and they were like, "Oh, let's let's look into that and figure it out. We can help you with that because it was only it's only a few hundred dollars, like three or four hundred dollars, mm -hmm. which I mean, no small amount of money when that, but not like the thousands upon thousands that you know they're expect they're asking for me to pay. Um, so for my daughter, who is five years old, they know she's five years old because they have her birthday in order to cover her. Uh huh. The customer service rep said. Oh, we see she's denied because we're not sure she's eligible for your plan. And my wife was like, why not? And she said, well, ma'am, is she a full-time student? And is she living with you or is she living on her own? What? She's five years old. Like a college student? What in the f*** are they talking about? <laughs> oh, my are you kidding? God. Uh, there is no way that is not intentional. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nobody is that stupid. And nobody is that bad at math, not even Gary. No. This is after they read off her birthday to say, yeah. yeah. Yes, here's her name and here's her give me her name and her date of birth and then the lady literally says, "Oh, is she a full-time student and is she living with you or is she already living on her own?" At 5 years old. I mean, I know she's tough and she's awesome and I basically said I would be totally fine with her going off on her own. She would figure out a way to survive. But she's not doing it right now. She's five years old. Uh, Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. uh, so but I mean, basically, she's trying to 
say they're that stonewalling they're right, but delayed. trying to make some case that maybe she's not eligible because she's a college student. Yes, or yeah, like twenty six years old, old, old or whatever the, the cutoff yeah. is. Well, because in order for kids to be covered and dependents to be covered, they have to be living with you mm-hmm. and they have to be full time students. They can't like be having a job on their own. So basically, she's saying is she gainfully employed and has her own place <sighs> at five. And that'd be like, you know, that should be on the news right there if that's, if that's actually happening. Yeah, it She'd should be. She'd be sort, setting some sort of record. So it's obvious with all the stuff they're trying to do. They're just trying to delay and throw yes. out any, as, even as nonsensical and as stupid. And we, we talk a lot about, you know, what we do on this podcast is nonsense. And a lot of it is nonsense. And that's in a fun, nonsense, mm-hmm, goofy, mm-hmm. joking kind of way. We try not to take anything too seriously. This is actual nonsense. This yes. is literally the definition of does not make any sense. No sense. Nonsense. And they are an insurance company trying that supposedly is helping is trying to help people. Yeah, they're not helping. But the last update on that I heard, which was just this week, is they have paid a small amount of the ER bill for me from December. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good, right? But have denied, yeah, which is good, and we'll pay the deductible up to the deductible on that, which is, you know, still several thousand dollars, but hey, better than 20-something thousand dollars. Yeah. The insane thing is, the rest of it has been denied. Oh, my. The stuff that was, the ER visit is covered, but the stuff that was done by the people and the doctors and the MRI technicians and the radiologists during the ER visit, they said, is not eligible. Not approved. What is wrong with them? That, I, I don't even know what to say. They are complete A, morons, B, criminals, <laughs> yes, or criminals. criminal morons. Yes. I can't imagine if, I am very fortunate because we are able to pay the few thousand dollars this month if we had to yeah. so that we don't go into debt or you know have credit hits because of not being able to pay hospital bills. I can't imagine if I was on some sort of set, you know, strict budget and hadn't saved up any money or, you know, for whatever reason, and maybe I bought too many iPhones, if you want to talk yeah. about insurance in current pop, in current news. Uh, whatever the reason, just couldn't afford to pay for it and had to go into debt or had creditors, you know, coming after me, debt collectors. I, this is, these people should go to prison. Yeah, and what, this is ridiculous. What if you didn't have someone that was diligent about calling yes. and yes. Com, you know and pay the twenty thousand dollars, right? Which is insane to me. Listen to this part of it too. This is the other part of because the insurance side of this healthcare whole healthcare business is ridiculous, but the hospital administration is just as ridiculous in some ways. So we hadn't paid the bill for two months because we're waiting for the insurance company to come through before we pay anything because I guarantee you if we pay it all, they're going to drag their feet on actually paying us back anything. Oh, sure. So we're trying to wait it out as long as possible. So the hospital calls my wife and says, you know, we noticed that you know, you're a couple months behind on paying this. Um, it's like over $20,000. Um, if you're willing to pay it since on your own and not file it to your insurance, um, we'll only charge you $5,000 for the bill. What? And if you pay within the next couple of days, we'll give you a 15% discount over t- on top of that $5,000, which makes me go, mm-hmm. if you can say something is $20,000 and then just say, oh, by the way, now it's $5,000, mm-hmm. why are you charging $20,000 in the first place? Yep. So there is more evil to this than just insurance companies. Sure. 
overcharging. What is this hospital doing? Well, they overcharge and they hope that insurance will pick it up. They know and insurance not is not going to pick it up. And so now that you haven't paid, they want something out of it because they know insurance isn't going to cover it or they think yeah. insurance isn't going to cover it. What in the world is it's I feel like everybody is greedy in this and yes. I'm not look, I'm not asking to get away with paying nothing. But I've been paying insurance premiums. I expect the insurance company to pay their part, which is not the whole entire thing. It's not even half of it. Right. Insur- I'm expect I want them to do their job. Insurance is it's a pretty brilliant scheme is what it is. Yeah, and it makes me nervous about all this stuff about how if they Possible. can get away with it, I should yeah, say. Yeah, the CEOs are going to be the new the CEOs at some of these insurance companies are now if this new plan some remote thing happens that it's going to be they're going to be getting, you know, credits and stuff. And I feel like in addition to possibly the worst part of it, which is, you know, some people losing healthcare or losing access to healthcare, is the fact that some of these insurance company leaders, the way that they've ran their businesses is criminal and they're going to get rich off of it. Mm-hmm. They're going to get richer mm-hmm. off of it, according to, you know, what people are saying about this new bill, if any of this stuff comes to pass. I, I'm i sick of rich people getting richer and poor people suffering. Yep. And I'm not poor. I'm not rich either, but... It's wrong to take advantage of people. It's wrong. What are these people doing? I don't the insurance companies like I just said, they it's a brilliant scheme because they make you pay premiums and then yep. when you actually have a claim, they deny it. Yep. So, who's making all the money? The insurance company. Yeah. It's I It's unbelievable so, hey. that they get away with it and then you know, yeah. it seems like there's not going to be any. Cons- there's going to be less consumer protection than there was previously, which is absolutely terrifying it's very to the actual terrifying. Re- real people in the in in America, which is the majority of us. I'm included in that. So, really, what that headline should read is: Insurance company um, celebrates effing over a fifty billionth and one customer. Absolutely. Oh, God. So. <laughs> Anything good happened with you this week? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd say it was good. Okay. But, you know, I had a certain satellite TV provider. Oh, no. That I told you gave me free three free months of HBO. And I said, oh, that's and, the silver lining. Uh, because, and I believe I said, um, you got to watch out for that. Yeah. Well, I got my bill, and they charged me for HBO. <laughs> 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 so... Um, I got. There's nothing for life in life that's free. Nothing. No, I mean, so basically, I called them and and whatever. It's still. It's a big long story to go to to come around to say that they basically hoped I didn't notice and. Um, <laughs> yeah. They wanted me to pay the bill. They wanted me to pay. So they 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 charged me a partial credit. So basically, what they're saying is, or a partial month, I should say. So because I called before my billing cycle was up, they were going to charge me for the two weeks and then um, give it to me free the next month for three free That's months. That's ridiculous. And I said, well, he Instead of basically just removing the charge is what you wanted in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> so I said, well, he told me it was taking effect immediately. Wow. Oh, well, I'm sorry. If he told you that, I guess we'll have to credit you back. But we'll credit you back... You know, the way it works is we'll credit you after the three months is over. And I said, no, I want it credited now. What? Yeah. Then you should say, I want in- I want interest. I want the, you know, three pennies in interest I should get off that money. Well, I told her, I mean, basically I said that because she was going to, 
she was going to, she said, oh, I'll credit you back right now, but you should still pay the full amount this month. And I said, why? Wow. If you're going to credit me, why would I pay wow. the full amount? And she said, well, because it's not going to credit to you till the next billing cycle. And I said, you're telling me that your computer wow. systems cannot, um, it doesn't work to bill, to credit me right now. No, it'll come on the next billing cycle. So you should still pay the, uh, uh, you know, the extra amount. And I, and I said, well, then you you better credit me the tax that I'm paying, the extra 20 cents of tax that I'm paying on this. Oh, yeah. Because it's a principal thing. Right. It's not about the 20 cents. Yeah. And I said, she said, oh, yeah, we will. Well, of course, I got an email that said, you've been credited. I think it was $7.20, and it should have been $7.40. So they didn't credit me the 20 cents of tax. So nice. whatever. You know, it's I'm going to cancel with them. I'm going to be done. Oh, yeah. Do you, are you on a contract with them already? Not anymore. Right now? It's over. Yeah. Then you could call, and they would basically give you, you know, a year for free at this point if you called and said you're canceling. And believe me, you're going to have to go through much more of a customer service maze to cancel this thing than you ever have had to do anything before. Oh, yeah. I've had to cancel with them before when I moved from the country to the city where um, Mm -hmm. another cable company had a cheaper option, which they were way worse, I must say, for customer service than this current company. Oh, customer service at every single place I call now, it's... It's a 50-50 shot on do I get somebody who is ridiculously awful or do I get somebody who is somewhat helpful? Yeah. And that's the, your best your best, you know, outcome of that is I get somebody who kind of sort of listens to what I'm talking about and mm-hmm. maybe can help me. Cuz it could be it could be like you're saying it could be somebody who is just like doesn't care and knows you really can't do anything about it and doesn't want to help and is just there to make their, you know, whatever per hour they're making. And I think we talked about this before. A lot of these jobs, people work from their house because uh-huh. they'll hire people that work from home and, and don't pay them hardly anything. It's it's really close to minimum wage because I had signed up thinking, oh, this is great. You know, 15 years ago, I was like, hey, I, I'd like to work from home. Let, let me, you know, make a few extra dollars doing this, you know, a few hours a day. And just the hoops they want you to jump through is awful. So I don't blame the people doing this. I blame the companies because oh, sure. it's the culture and the culture of the company that allows this to happen. Just like with the insurance company. I'm not mad at the people on the phone who are telling us this. I am furious at the people who set the tone because it's not like the people at customer service first, you know, the first level of customer service are going, I'm just going to deny this. They're told, deny everything, make up whatever. Here's a list of things that you can say to the customer that says, this is why you've been denied. This is a th- thing that we're going to build into our system into our database so that you can check and say it's denied because of this ridiculous stuff and just try to you know keep them strung along as long as possible so they will give up and they will just pay it well yeah they have a script that they can't go off of yeah and the other thing you'll like this i said i wanted to ask again about the will the will the hbo be canceled after three months automatically and i said well he told me that it would be it would drop off automatically and it didn't have to call and cancel. Oh, no, ma'am. You'll have to call and cancel. And here's the date you have to call by. <laughs> I told you that. I know. I mean, I wasn't fooled because I've had that happen to me before. But I, I'm basically, <laughs> I'm so tired of having to call them, which is exactly what they want. Yep. Uh, so I'm just, just gonna, I'm just going to cancel with them. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm still paying for it because I forgot to cancel from the free month yeah. and I'm just going to pay for it for a while to be honest because I I cannot fight this is like this insurance customer service war is one front of the war mm-hmm. I can't fight a 
war on two fronts. So I'm just going to wait until this insurance thing is settled before I have to deal with another customer service because I know it's going to deal because I know it's going to be awful trying to cancel this thing. Well, it shouldn't be too bad if you if you signed up through Amazon. It was really easy for me. Oh, okay. But th- isn't that how you ended up with this in the first place? Uh, no, that was different. So Amazon, oh, I did a okay. I did a free month trial for Amazon. Yeah, that's what I that's what I'm in right now, and then I let it roll over yeah, for a couple of months. I think it's the, easier to I'm cancel in, through them. Okay, good. Because I'm actually watching stuff like going back on some. The, here's the thing I've discovered about HBO: they're the movies that they get are generally terrible mm-hmm. or nothing you want to see, except for my um, cousin Vinny. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about they don't get any new stuff. There's no, like nothing no, that came right, out in the right. last year that is that I'm like, because I was thinking, oh, if I got this, then there's going to be something I wanted to see, you know, because I don't have a chance to go. I mean, you get to go to the movie theater all the time. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe, you know, there's something I could see since I didn't ever get to go to the movies. But no, it's it's nothing. It's it's the shows. Um, right. And they've got a lot of good shows. And so that's totally worth it to me. Um, it's been worth it those last couple months to pay $12 or 15 or whatever it is to get access to those um, the backlogs of those shows, because I've watched, you know, we've talked about Veep. Um, I watched uh, Vice Principals, which is uh, Danny McBride. Oh, I think he did after, um, which is absolutely insane. I tried one episode of that and I had to bail. It's insane. It's it's awful, yes. but it's funny. In an, it's funny to me because I'm like, I cannot believe they actually put this on the air. Yeah. Um, but um, then I watched uh, Silicon Valley, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I'm probably going to watch a couple more. And, of course, last week tonight, I've been watching that every every week. Yes, me too. Um, I love that. He is so great. Yeah, it's a good show. He's he's really good. Yeah. And But, see, most of that is on YouTube. The majority of it, um, big chunks of it are on YouTube. So I could watch that out of there. Um, so once I run through a couple more shows, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cancel it. And hopefully, like you said, it won't be too difficult with Amazon. Yeah, it shouldn't be. So, yeah, we've got our customer service uh, rant. Yes, for the we got our rant quota. Yeah, but, and and again, I'll say I'm I'm glad to have insurance because I know that there are a lot of people who who are going to lose insurance probably in the next few years mm-hmm. if stuff happens like it's expected to happen. And the thing that they're saying, don't buy an iPhone if if you to, in order to afford your insurance, is the dumbest yeah tone deaf thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'm not going to get political. I'm just going to say it doesn't matter which side you're on. You got to admit that's stupid. It it's it's That's definitely stupid. stupid. Yeah, I've actually read some stuff about this new healthcare thing that are a lot of the stuff that was good about the Affordable Care Act that's currently in place. They're keeping a lot of the good stuff, and it's the basically the main thing is they're dropping is the it's mandatory, which obviously is going to screw over insurance companies. Which I'm happy about yeah, that. Yeah, but they're just going to pass along the extra cost to us. Obviously, I saw a tweet of. I don't know who it was, but there was stacks and stacks of iPhones, probably like 300 iPhones yeah, stacked up. Yeah, I saw up, that too. Said, saving yes. my pennies for my mammogram or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I, you, how do people that dumb get elected? And it's uh, not just dumb. It's tone. It's You would think as a politician, you know you, how to read an audience and you know how to communicate with people. And you're PR, you know, centric in a way or at least savvy. That you wouldn't say something that stupid, <laughs> but I guess hey, yeah. look, look at look at. Never mind. Yeah. I, all that's out the window now this year. So anyway, um, let's move on. All right. So what we haven't gotten to talk about is the Oscars oh yet. Did that happen? I'm talking about the highlight of the Oscars. 
They even talked okay, about well, it on the Kornheiser show. Okay, I'm interested to know what you're what you consider. All right, I'll tell Oscar. you. So I'm going to put on my transcriber to the stars hat. Oh boy! And I'm going to read you a, ver- a verbatim conversation that took place the morning after the Oscars on the Tony Kornheiser show. Okay. So I think it'll sum it up best. Okay, we're not claiming any rights. To no, this. we're not. We don't want to get sued. Okay. We're not playing the audio. I'm going to act out the audio. Oh, okay, that's good. Tony Kornheiser, this is a conversation between Tony Kornheiser, Gary Braun, Chris Saliza, and Michael Kornheiser. Okay. Tony speaks first. Are you going to do different voices? Uh, well, I'm going to try, not- but I probably will screw that up. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So, this is this is the most thing, this is the thing <laughs> I'm most excited about now. Okay, go. Now, um, Tony speaks first. Hold your, hold your comments so I get through this. I'm trying. The last word is the word winning. Okay. Okay, so Tony. Was that Tony talking or was that you talking to me? That's me talking to you. Oh, I should have known by the voice. Sorry. Yeah. So Tony says, uh, so I'm going to say Tony, Gary, Chris. Oh, okay. You're reading the stage directions. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. Tony, I thought the beginning. Wait, wait, wait. Let me set the mood. Okay. Interior. (laughs) Podcast studio of an undisclosed location. Third floor. Plausibly live. Third floor. Third floor. Tony. Scene. I thought the beginning with Justin Timberlake was great. Gary. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. Chris, he's the best. Tony, that to me was the echo of the beginning of La La Land. That was a big, big production number. Gary, yeah, it seemed like a ripoff from what I've read. Chris, I hate how much I love Justin Timberlake. Tony, what's wrong with Justin Timberlake? Gary, nothing. He's great. Chris, he's handsome, funny. He seems relatively humble. Tony, he's also, what is he, a one or a two? Michael. I think he's a four or five, but he's a good golfer. Chris, what? He's good at basketball? I've seen him play pickup basketball. He's a good basketball player, too. I really hate that guy. I hate how much I love him. Tony, he's very likable. Very likable, Justin Timberlake. Gary, yes. Chris, totally winning. (laughs) And scene. And scene. That was excellent. The Salism voice was great. <laughs> I cannot agree more with that whole conversation. And it, believe me, I don't always agree with Tony. Lord knows he's misinformed about his cars. But Saliza, <laughs> or, you know, Saliza, I certainly don't always believe what he says or don't agree with oh, what he says. But I do let, here. Do you want me to get into Saliza and his pop culture, the stuff he loves about in culture and creativity and art? And if you want. I remember one shows. time Saliza quoted, tweeted out that acapella music is horrible or something. Yep. And he is on record as saying Starship was one of the yes. greatest bands, yes. his favorite bands. And Dawson's Creek is one of his favorite yep. shows. Yep. Do we really want to, you really want to side with Saliza on the, what, what you know, Art and movies and TV shows and music he likes. No, but You're if, really gonna go there? no, but if Chris, if Chris was the only one saying this about Timberlake, I wouldn't have brought this up. But we're talking all four of them. You know, these gentlemen. I love it when guys can sit there and admit that Timberlake is cool, because a lot of people feel that way. Where I shouldn't like him, but I do. I, I have to take issue with the humble part of that. I know you do because you think he's, you think he's. Um, very self-promotional. Oh, but he has to be. Wouldn't it you, I, I ask, <laughs> you, yes. answer the question. Okay. Hostile witness. Ask the question. Was, was, wasn't it you, yourself this week, that said, that pointed out to me that 
he tweeted out something on his Twitter account that was promoting himself, talking about how great he was or something he did was great. Mm-hmm. And then erase the tweet mm-hmm. to retweet it and put Team JT. Like it wasn't him tweeting it, like it was his PR team on there. Right. The same tweet, exact tweet, word for word, except for adding, tagging it with, you know, signing it, Team JT. Yes. Okay. So he... I rest my case, uh, Your Honor. But I can't... This is what I said, that I thought that that's probably what happened. Because yeah. he always says that if if um, I'm tweeting it, it'll just be me. But if my team tweets it, it'll say Team JT at the end. So he tweeted out, you know, just Justin is nominated for several Radio Disney, I think it was, awards. Vote here. And then he deleted it. Well, I didn't get a chance to read it all. But my is guess that an actual is... a thing and an actual award? I guess. I didn't know that. And so my my theory is that he forgot to write team jt at the end and then he t- deleted he it he doesn't want to seem as self promotional exactly, as he actually exactly. is and i'm not saying that's wrong i'm saying you have to take everything with a you know grain of salt i do i said by him. i do thanks to you i do but he's just someone like i just can't be that objectionable objectionable when it comes oh, to oh i him. understand i, understand. I love like, the guy the, you know what this reminds me of what? And you, you're not going to like this. Um, this reminds me of the humble MVP, Derrick Rose. <laughs> yeah. That was made such a big deal. And a few years later, where is Derrick? What has happened with Derrick Rose a few years later? Mm-hmm. He's not doing um, so well. We're not even going to get into that. And But the stuff that he says now in news in like um, news conferences and to reporters is insane. Well, I don't, I don't know what he's been saying. He's the one who said that when the Knicks got when he joined the Knicks when they signed him and Joe Kim Noah uh-huh. in the offseason last offseason that they were another super team on par with the Warriors that won 73 games last year. Yeah, he, but see Timberlake which is, is way to more everybody. Timberlake is way more smooth about more it. More subtle? Yeah. Oh yeah, which is another word for sneaky? Yep. <laughs> Underhanded? Yeah. He's talented. I you know I'm giving you a hard time. I know. And you know I'm bringing this whole conversation of the Oscars up. Because, you know, we got to get our Timberlake yes. mention in every week. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. That was I think, the best part of the I Oscars. Think, okay. I think I did at one point in this week in texting back and forth called him the combo meal of entertainers. Yeah, I think you did. Which is, you know, I think it cuts both ways. That's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a compliment and a, you know, a subtle jab. So, so explain yeah. what you mean by that. He can do it all, mm-hmm. but... It's the combo meal. It's the, it's the you know I have a number one because it's all just kind of it's all not bad, but it's it's made too much of a big deal of when you there's better things on the menu that you could order separately, and anytime anybody says to me personally, would you like a com which combo meal would you like? I'm never ordering the combo meal again because I don't want them to tell me what everything I want, even though it may be cheaper and it may be a better value. I want to pick out what I want to pick out. Well, I agree. I don't order the combo meals, but I'll tell you what. If Timberlake is the combo meal, I'll take that prize. Yeah. it's. I'll take it's, that free prize far, that's in that combo I, meal. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit you could do far worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wraps it up for yet another Week in Review for this week. The segment in which we review what happened in this week. Hence, the Week in Review. This week's Week in Review segment, where we review the week that was, was brought to you by anything but insurance companies. Because when you are sick, injured, and in need of help, you want those important life or death decisions to be made by anything but insurance companies. Anything but insurance companies. A no liability whatsoever corporation. 
So, another pronunciation. Theus. Theus. Sure. So, we got a tweet from Brad Weiss. Um, at one Brad Weiss. Is this Brad Weiss of PTI fame? Yes, I believe oh. it is. I believe it's one awesome. and the same. Wow, I'm I'm very, you know, thrilled that he has emailed us. Me too, it's very exciting. So here's what yeah. he and it, it's good news too. He said, hey, all pronunciations were correct this week. On the other hand, I've had a good deal to drink today, so I could be mistook. <laughs> mistook. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt said, the crayon thing might be an east-west, not north-south difference. Everyone oh. here in the northeast says it like Jason does. Hmm. And I just said it like Jason does just now. So he's going horizontal division versus vertical division. It's, yeah, it does look that way. Hmm. So then I what I, I asked my mom how she says crayon, and she says mm-hmm. crayon. And I asked the okay. Hall of Famer, crayon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I feel so like I have just I have just created this term crayon, and but then yeah. when I say it, just now when I read it, I said crayon. So I don't know. This just could be me, Matt Vogel. <laughs> it could be not northeast, southwest, nothing. It could just be KJ. I would love, <laughs> I would love to hear if other people out there say crayon. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So, thank you for letting us know that, Matt and yes. Brad. And now we're going to go with this week's pronunciations. All right. So, E, I'm just going to go right into it. I'm going to spell it. This this word, synonym would be uh, happy, um, extremely happy. (laughs) E-C-S-T-A-T-I-C. Ecstatic. Ecstatic, yes. There's another way to pronounce this? According to Kevin Millar from Mm -hmm. this TV show Intentional Talk that I like to watch on MLB okay. Network. I was going to say, it sounds like he's a bass player, right? Baseball yeah, player. he's Not a baseball bass player. player. <laughs> he's a bass player. He's a, no, he doesn't play the bass that I'm aware of. He might. A lot of those baseball players pick up instruments like guitars. That's true. He is a good golfer, though. Oh, cool. But anyway, they were asking him a question, and he said, oh, he's he's going to be ecstatic. And I let oh, it. left out the C. Yeah, yeah I, I let it pass, but then he kept repeating it over and over. Oh, I think he's ecstatic, ecstatic, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. I've never heard I anybody say ecstatic. I have, and I think now that you say that, I've heard people say ecstatic too. Okay, yeah, ex, like, like it's yeah. ex, like extra, yeah, ecstatic, like espresso instead of espresso. Yeah, I hear. Absolutely. I definitely hear espresso a lot, a lot, a lot. EC is in ESs or at the beginning of words are tricky. Yeah, but I never heard Kevin. I've never heard. Well, I've never heard Kevin Millar mispronounce it. I've never heard. I don't think I've heard people just completely you have a lot take of conversations out that. With Kevin Millar? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Me yelling at the TV. Oh, okay. But I've never heard anybody completely I think take there out. There might be another issue here that's important <laughs> to talk about if you're yelling at him on the TV and think that he hears you. Uh, I've never heard anyone just take. Completely omit the C or the X and say a static. So anyway, I've heard a static, but this is kind of like kind of like crayon, where I would think that a lot of them, a lot of times it happens more in the South when people kind of mumble and run words together. Because I have a tendency to do that too. If I say talking about, I might say ecstatic like that. But mm-hmm. if you're asking me to pronounce it, absolutely ecstatic. Yeah, it would be a mistake. Like you said, he did it multiple times, so it's mm-hmm. obviously not a mistake. It would be me mispronouncing it and knowing that I'm mispronouncing right. it. 
to, to say it's static. I, so I just I think correct he's, myself. I think he's probably not seen the word written on paper before. Well, he's a baseball player. Are you sure he can read? Yeah. Well, you, you aren't they draw your like own some conclusions? Of the lower IQ or lower intelligence sports is baseball. I don't know. I I haven't heard that. I saw that sometime uh, one time years ago where they ranked the major sports and then some minor sports by you know average intelligence and like baseball was near the bottom or the bottom. Okay, let's move on to the next word. <laughs> what? Uh, the next word. D-E-B-A-C-L-E. Debacle. <laughs> debacle. That was a debacle of that of a pronunciation. Yeah, debacle. Uh-huh. Okay. So I was watching The Sopranos this week. Oh. And I heard one of the characters, I don't know who, there's so many characters in that show. Is and, this a rewatch or is this a, a new no, catch-up? Y- yeah, I understand. I'm one of the few people... In the world, who, or at least in this country, who has yeah. yet to finish The Sopranos. So no spoilers, please. <laughs> this is the first time around for me. Surely you've heard about the ending, the debated ending. I've heard that the ending, some people like it, some people hate it. And I have a pretty pretty good idea what happens, mm-hmm. but I don't know how it happens. Okay. And I know you spoiled something for me once. And Accidentally, because I didn't. I yeah. was, you know, incredulous that somebody that watches as much TV as we do, you hadn't seen. <laughs> yeah, you hadn't actually seen The Sopranos, which is one of the golden age. I know, you know, originators in terms of TV shows. And so I prestige I, dramas. I think it was this week that I said, "Hey, that that moment that you spoiled for me finally happened, so you no longer have to feel bad." Oh yeah, that was uh, uh, what's her face um, dying, right? Yes. Yeah, I remember now. So. Anyway, the the character said debacle. <laughs> you got to think that they wrote that in there and directed them to say it like that. I think I think so, right? They do a lot of they do a lot of that kind of thing where if they're joking around, they'll they'll mispronounce stuff on purpose to make the character seem you know dumber, less. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to be nice, but yeah, yeah, dumber, dumber. More well, like baseball. Players. You basically just said baseball players are idiots. So now you're trying to be nice. No, I'm not saying all. Oh, okay. I'm saying on average. You're not generalizing. Okay. No. Okay. So to to be clear, that was just a writing thing for the Sopranos. It's debacle. Yes. Or debacle. Have you have you ever heard anything other than debacle with somebody seriously like in no. real life? No. Okay. Yeah. Neither. Okay. The next word was from Bob. He emailed it. To us, Bob, mm-hmm. the in the Twitter handle uh, that I get wrong every time, at oh. Adadaya, is that right? Yes, Adadaya, A D I D A H. Yep. So he sent in um, an email to us, and he said, "Listening to um, this past Friday's show, so that would have been two two shows ago now, I think. Mm-hmm. Just before the pronunciation segment, Jason used a word that means smaller." division of a bigger enterprise except okay. he pronounced it four syllables and so the word is subsid subsidiary you said mm-hmm. with jason's now well-established emphasis on the first s- syllable instead of the five syllable pronunciation subsidiary emphasis on the second symbol that i'm used to so he's saying that you said subsidiary I think I think I actually said because he's saying uh, emphasize the first syllable. I believe I actually said subsidiary. Subsidiary. So yeah, subsidiary, subsidiary. which is actually me mispronouncing the word that I know how to pronounce. So it's yeah, I, it's maybe I've been playing too much baseball. 
subsidiary versus subsidiary. Yes. Got it. It is uh, is absolutely subsidiary. He is absolutely right. (laughs) I love the last line of his email, which is the funniest thing. Yes, it is. Yes, which is. I cannot believe you two have sucked me into caring about this. (laughs) Which is awesome. That's the best part. I love it. (laughs) I can't believe that I, um, I can't believe that either. No, I... I can't believe I've sucked myself into caring about this. That's stuff. what I mean. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I can't believe I care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The but next one. It's, it's subsidiary is absolutely correct. Yes. yes he's right. He yeah. And me. thanks, Bob. Yes. Thanks for pointing out that Jason was wrong about something. Oh. <laughs> no, he didn't really say it that way. It's a way. good thing I can. Ed- I, it's a good thing I edit the podcasting and just cut all this out. Yeah. You know? He didn't That's say. That's the reason why I always seem like I'm right is because I just cut That's out anything true. wrong. Uh, you know, he didn't actually say you were wrong. He just said that that's the the, the southern thing, the pronounce yeah. the adi- the emphasis on the emphasis on the first syllable. Yes, I think it was actually during the the bumper break between the first and second segment. So I was doing like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Doing the yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, talking about the ad or whatever it was, the gravity, <laughs> physics, physics, <laughs> and in doing that voice, it just makes me <laughs> mispronounce stuff sometimes. So he's absolutely right. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Uh, the next one, I got one if you yeah, the, what's if we the got next time for yep. a couple more. I guess I got a couple. Um, the next one was interesting because it made me think of, I, I ate at this place for the first time in a while recently. And when we talked, remember we talked about five guys, or as you would say. Five guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, if we emphasize a different syllable in that one, maybe this is another fast food place that we emphasize a different syllable. And I heard somebody on a podcast say this this way um it's the run for the border they have like tacos and you know oh sure taco bell so yes taco bell so you would say taco bell taco bell yeah yes i heard somebody say taco bell <laughs> i haven't heard that one before which was i thought was interesting have you it was said on the that? podcast um how do you say it taco bell taco bell taco bell taco bell with the emphasis on bell and it was taco bell so why do you say five guys? I don't know. Instead of five why guys. Why do you say five guys? Well, but I'm at least I'm consistent. Taco Bell. Five that's guys. I, that's very true. Culver's. It's like, so Taco Bell is like, we're asking, it's like somebody says, where you want to eat? And you go, Taco Bell? Yeah, that could be because that's you don't really it. know if you want to go there or not. Yeah, because you're like, it's good. I know it's going to taste good, but it's not good for me. And I, as I'm eating it, I'm going, this is... It's the only fast food I've ever eaten where I've, as I'm eating it, go, this is not actual food. This is not good for my body yeah. <laughs> to put in. You, Which everything else, I'm like, this is tasty. And then later I feel that, well, that was not a good idea to eat that. Taco Bell is when you're eating it. Which I actually said, I said it Taco Bell. I said it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice. So, again, I think what we've learned from this is I'm inconsistent in my pronunciation. Please tell me you did not get that taco that is two chicken breasts that what yeah this is a thing this is the commercial and every time i see it i just get so disgusted instead of a shell like a hard shell or a soft shell no it's two chicken breasts and then they put the taco in between i don't like when they put like the 
stuff crust on a pizza or like put hot dogs around the edge of the pizza. I don't like it when KFC did the thing. Yeah. Have you seen the pizza with the hot dogs baked into the crust? It's like hot dog buns at the edge of the pizza. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, with hot dogs and or like pigs in a blanket, okay. and which is ridiculous to me. And I don't like mixing of foods. You know, we've talked before about mixing foods on a plate. That's a big, mm-hmm. was, that at one point was a big topic on Tony's show. Yeah, yep. You don't want foods touching. I don't want you crossing my foods over. I don't want worlds to collide in my food choices. I want to eat bad food sometimes because, I mean, every now and then you got to do something that's bad for you yeah. as far as food. But I, I don't want hot dogs and pizza together. No. That... I, don't want, I don't want a chicken sandwich that's made where the buns are chicken, you know, fried chicken. Or, or you don't want a, a taco ago. like that. Mm-mm. I don't even want a bowl of soup where the bowl is made out of a br- bread, oh, a hollowed up piece of bread. I like that. See, that's even that's too far for me. Don't don't mix up the foods. Don't, you're not making a pizza better. It's it, it's great. Why? What are you doing? What you're about, not going to make a taco better. You're not making a you know fried chicken better. Let it be its own thing. Leave it alone. So you don't like it stands on its own. Cheese in the crust either. Uh, oh no. Yeah. No. You like a thin crust? Uh, I like both thin and like a thick crust, like a Chicago style uh-huh. or like a New York Deep style. I, I can go either way. Yeah, totally. E- either way works. Just don't don't get novelty with my food. Now, speaking of food that you have to eat once in a while that you know is bad for you. Yes. I have seen commercials lately of mixing two of my favorite treats, mm-hmm. Oreos and Peeps. Oh. So the Oreo cookie oh. and then the peep marshmallow. And I don't know if they're colored, like pink and blue, oh. or what. I love both of those things, but absolutely this is in my don't novelty up my food. I love Oreos and I love peeps. And I I think me and you might be two of the only people that have admitted ever in the history of the world that we love peeps. I love peeps. I love those things. Uh, it's one of the best times of spring is when yes. peeps go on sale, which they already are. Well, peeps um, are now... Peeps are year long now. They have what? They have Christmas peeps. What? What? what they have what, Valentine's peeps. What fantasy you know world are you living in, and how do I get there? Where peeps are available year round? Are really? I believe they are. I think they're St. Patty's Day peeps. This sounds like a utopia. <laughs> we finally made it as a as a you know as a species. Uh, peeps are available year round. Really. I believe they are. I could be wrong, but it used to just be springtime, right? Around yes. Easter. Basically, it's for Easter. Easter, because yeah. they're bunnies and they're chickens. And uh-huh. they're, is that it? Bunnies and chickens? Uh, Yeah, I think so. There might be some other kind, but that's, that's the, that's, hey, if you're getting peeps, that's what you're getting. So when you, okay, first of all, let me finish this thought. Spring, okay. peeps. Then they came yes. out at Christmas. And yeah, I believe oh. I've seen them for Valentine's because they're pink and they're hearts and stuff. Get out of here with that. I can't get out of here because I am not lying. See, one of the great things about Peeps is that it was only available once right. a year. Right, that now they're, they're you know, oversaturating is, us with Peeps. They are the NFL of of food now. <laughs> yeah, right, they're, they're I, around. Get out of here. I, no, quit ruining what you have by mm-hmm. being greedy. It's like, <laughs> it's, it you know, the one, one company, actually, maybe I'm wrong about this, but Eggnog. Yeah. I like eggnog. I like it because I can only drink it like one time, one exactly. day out of the year. I like it yeah, during the holidays, like the Christmas holidays. Yes. But I I was going to say it's never available, but I bet you it's available all year long, just nobody buys it. Or at That's least, probably true. Yeah. Um, 
But now going back to the peeps, I do have mm-hmm. a caveat with my, I love my peeps, but only okay. if they're so a lot of people I know like peeps, but they they what they do is they open the box and then they let it them go stale and they like them crunchy. They let them go stale on purpose? Yes. I can't These stand that. People don't know that. how to eat peeps. No no. no. no, no, no. You eat them right away fresh and in fact I eat the whole box usually in one yes. sitting with the peeps. I don't know if I've ever eaten a stale peep because I, they don't last long enough to get stale if they're around my house. Right, me too. I'm eating them. But I know people yep. that purposely let them go stale. That is, that's not that's not a real peep lover. I don't think so either. They're not a peep purist like us. And I, yeah, no doubt, we are peep purists. Yes, and and here's the thing: the the thing you're saying about that putting Oreos in those. Mm-hmm. I don't think those, I love those two things separately. Keep them separate. They're cool on their own. You don't need to novelty them up. This, yeah. Yeah. We're trying to add stuff together to make it better. It's already great as its own thing. And don't bring it around. Don't make it available the entire time. Make it, keep it at its one time a year thing. Because that's awesome then. Well, I'm going to. You're diluting your product. I'm going to, um. I'm going to withhold judgment on the Peep Oreo until I have a chance to try it. That's a good point. I think I probably wouldn't like it, but, you know, I feel like I probably should try it. I think that's something I'm going to have to do. Yeah. All this talk about food has made me eat hungry. I'm eating cookies now. Sorry. Are you eating Oreos? No. I'm eating shamrock cookies, which are great because you know what? They come around one time a year. (laughs) They're shortbread cookies that are shaped like shamrocks with green sprinkles. And they're awesome. If I could have access to these every day, I would not like them anymore. Probably not. Take a lesson from that, peep people. <laughs> now, do you eat your peeps in a specific way each time, or do you just um, throw them in your mouth in one piece? Oh, no. You got to take a bite. Right. Are you putting the whole thing in your mouth at once? Oh, no. Here's what I do. Okay. And maybe this says something. I don't know. All right. I eat the eyes I'm off sure first. I'm sure it says something to somebody. <laughs> I usually eat those little eyes off. Of the bunny I don't or like the those. chicken, I, I pull those off with my finger and throw them away. I don't want them. I don't want them mixing with the marshmallow. Yeah. So I just absolutely. That's why I pull them off. Well, I, those I eat them because they don't really taste like anything. And then I no, always, a decoration. always that's like, eating, like the plastic topper on a cake. Yeah, they're they're not. It's not good, but I just eat it anyway. No. I feel like I probably well, I, shouldn't I throw it away. I don't know. I've 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 gone I don't beyond. Waste it. <laughs> you don't waste the peep. <laughs> that's not part of the peep to me, though. <laughs> I think I think we, our general we're, we've drawn a line in the sand. It's you know what we consider part of the peep and what we consider not part of the peep, and we're we're just never we just have to agree to disagree on that. Okay, but I always always eat the head off first. Um, if it's a rabbit, I eat the ears off first, one at a time. Okay. If yeah, sometimes chick, I do that. I do. I do eat that. the face. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I do eat the face, or or the little tail part that comes up. No, I never go for never tail ta- first. <laughs> well, I don't know what that says about me then, because sometimes I do. <laughs> okay. I do have one more thing I wanted okay, to say go for before it. I forget about the pronunciation, because it's so dumb, and I want to talk about it okay. before I forget. I saw a tweet this week that was from a promoted tweet um, for a place in Las Vegas oh, that boy. said, um, "Why take a vacation when you can take a slaycation?" S-L-A-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N. Okay. And I know we've talked about staycation and vacation yep. in this pronunciation segment before. Yep. This was a new one on me, and I think this it's took it to, to another level of terrible. 
Okay, so what because is they, what, they what are they were, trying to say what, here? What they went on to explain, if you clicked on the article or the advertisement, uh-huh. was why take a boring vacation when you can really slay that vacation? It's a slaycation. Oh my. Okay. Yep. <laughs> like I'm gonna kill it. Yeah. I'm gonna kill that vacation. Yeah, that is terrible. How about those people need to punch themselves in the face for that? <laughs> Definitely. That's ridiculous. That, I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's the first time, and I hopefully the last. That, I hope they were laughed off of Twitter after that. That makes staycation seem pretty tame. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not slaying anything. No, you're staying. Yeah. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should have been what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. What do we know? Well, yes, it is a quiz. But first, cool. we got some feedback from some folks about our previous quizzes. We had a sports quiz and we had a video nice. game quiz. Oh, yeah. So, um, John Miller at JKM563, he tweeted us and let. Remember when we had such difficulty deciding on if Florida had a hockey team or two hockey oh, teams? Yeah. Or when we were trying to pick the, um, the, Cities that had four major sports teams. Yes, and that, cities in America. We we didn't. It, we struggled with that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling some people were banging their heads against the desk yeah, listening to that. Yeah. So John says the two teams in Florida are in Tampa Bay and a suburb of Fort Lauderdale called the City of Sunrise. That's thirty miles from Miami. Really? So Miami was the last one that we didn't get, and it, if it's thirty miles away, how can they claim that it's Miami? Yeah, I guess it's. That's it's Miami happens to be probably the closest major city. I suppose I, I'm sure some that's of the why, other. That's cities. why I've never. That's why I never knew that the Florida Panthers were in Miami because they're not really in Miami. Yeah. Well, and Sean Morrissey at Sean underscore Morrissey said one could argue to include Tampa Bay and Toronto. Orlando Matt because here's his theory. Orlando Magic is one and a half hours from Tampa Bay, and the Bills yeah. are one and a half hours to Toronto. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, because yeah. the Bills have actually played games in Toronto in stadiums in Toronto before, like home games. I didn't in know past that. Seasons. No. Yeah, and it, there. Oh, before the Bills got purchased or whatever happened with them recently, and the changes in ownership, it was a you know possibility that they were going to move to Toronto, or that, at least that was the rumor. Oh, that somebody okay. was going to buy yeah, them and move yeah. them to Toronto. And that was a big concern when they went through the ownership changes. So, yeah, and they played, I think they played two games one season or maybe it was multiple seasons, I think, where they played games in Toronto because I have a friend, um, I hadn't talked to him in a while, but he lives in Toronto, and he was excited because the Dolphins played the Bills in Toronto a few years ago, and oh. he his favorite team is the Dolphins, and so he was able to go and see his team because, you know, it's, that's a – you know, rare chance that the Dolphins are going to come and play in Toronto, right. but it happened. Huh. Well, Sean, I I think that logic is pretty good. Yes, I agree with Sean. And then Scott. Once again, oh, go ahead. a flawed quiz. Yeah, yeah. A very nothing. Flawed. Nothing that we did was wrong. You know, no. we, we were completely on it. it was, it's the people who wrote that quiz were wrong. Absolutely. Yes. And Scott Jenkins at SEJ326. He cool. said he enjoyed the sports quizzes on Speak Tangents this week. And then he, nice. he said, change of pace for those of us who don't know about music. Yeah. Which is... Absolutely. And so then we had, I guess we had two quizzes in a row that didn't 
focus on music, sports, and video games. Uh, and I think it was movies before that. Movies. With Sean. Yeah, maybe three. Or, you know, yeah. The one with Sean was, was movies, yeah. and then I don't think we did a quiz, and then we did um, sports, and then video games. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I was looking for a change of pace, too, because, but, you know, it doesn't <laughs> seem to matter what topic is what the topic is except for maybe bird calls <laughs> my oh yeah i forgot we did the bird calls yeah, that was a yeah, good one yeah we did and we'll be doing more you know various stuff um coming up and then you know over the next few months and try and if you have a suggestion for some uh different kind of topic for a quiz obviously you know send it to us tweet it at us email it um and we'll uh we'll consider it because today's quiz is a special one which we'll get to in a yes. minute but it was actually suggested and not only suggested but put together by one of our cool listeners. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Me too. Um, but I will say that Patrick Moffat at Moffat Patrick, again about the sports quiz, and I'm going to mm-hmm. read this in my head. I'm reading it as um, Alan Iverson saying practice. Oh, oh this, is another, this is another role play. This is another yeah, yeah, scene. Yeah. Okay. Nebraska. Nebraska. And then <laughs> he should have written, you know, you're talking about Nebraska. But he didn't write that, which he probably wasn't even thinking about Alan Iverson. But anyway. That's what it made me think of, too. Yeah. And you know what that sounded like? That sounded like you were doing an imitation of Saliza trying to do Alan Iverson. All right, like all that. right, all right. Nebraska, Nebraska. You talking about Nebraska? Is that better? Nebraska? Yeah. So Man. <laughs> Patrick Moffat said, Nebraska, Nebraska, question mark. You two just out Planet of the Apes yourself. <laughs> Equal parts funny and infuriating. And you know what? I, I agree. I agree, yeah. Matthew Vogel, too, at Vogel Matt, said, You finally got me to stop screaming Boston, but I'm still yelling <laughs> Philly. Nice. I think I tweeted something back at the end. was like, yeah, I'm still yelling Philly. Uh-huh, yeah. Because it's, yeah, that was, that we that we took so long to get Philadelphia and Boston. Yep. Um, I I don't know if we'll ever live that down. We We have lost our sports credibility right there. Well, you know what? It just proves that we don't have the East Coast bias. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, then absolutely. Jen Babish at JBab Sports Chick. Mm-hmm. She. This is the one about the um, the different ways to get to first base regarding baseball. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Catch your you interference. Clear that up. She said she got them all, and then awesome. she gave an emoji of what looks to me like a boom. Boom! That's what I yeah. thought. That's how I read it too. Yeah. yeah, she is. She has earned her Twitter handle. Definitely. Definitely. Proved that she knows what she's doing. Talking about with sports. Yep. that's great. And then Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt again. He said, "This is about the video game quiz." Yep. Holy crap! I remember Pac-Man Fever. Now I feel old. Okay, yes. older. <laughs> and you tweeted out that Pac-Man Fever song. Yes. And so now I know the. The, the song, which I didn't really need to know. It's Buckner and Garcia, man. Come on. That was classic. That thing made it to like number nine on the Billboard charts in the 80s. Really? Can you believe it? Yes. No, I can't believe it. And this was around the same time as like, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince. It made it to number nine. Wow. It was like, I think it was early 80s, it was like 81, 82. So it was before, before Prince um, put out like Purple Rain and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> wow. And then Jenny Robbins responded to Matt Vogel and said, at, at Robbins underscore Jenny, she said, I do too, referring to Pac-Man Fever. Oh, she remembers it, yeah. Yeah, but who other than Jason knows the artist? If I were ever on Password, I want Fuse giving the clues. 
<laughs> the fuse clues. And I don't know if she knew she was rhyming fuse and clues, but uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know how that makes me feel, but I understand. <laughs> I would want Fuse giving the clues, too. In fact, Fuse gives really great clues. Uh, I don't I, think I'd well, have I... quite the record on these quizzes without his clues. You know, it's just a guess, but that's Well, I mean, that, uh, that's, that's all debatable. That's up in the air. You know, that we let, we let the people decide on that. Yeah. I, for, I, for one, think, you know, I've, you get credit for it, you got them. Yeah. So... You, you already alluded to it, but yes, one of our cool listeners, Garrett Schumann, Dr. Garrett Schumann, I believe. Yes. who knows his music. He knows his music, yes. He works in music, teaches music at what, uh, he's a professor of music, yeah, I believe? Yeah, I believe so. Awesome. Very awesome. So he sent us a quiz, and this is what he describes it. it the quiz okay. uses hits from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, but there's a twist. Inspired by the, quote, chopped and screwed, unquote, remix style Uh of Southern hip-hop, I've slowed down clips from each song so the tempo and pitch is lower than what you would normally hear. Nice. So there's going to be 10 of these, and um, he's calling it the Speaking of Tangent Screwed Quiz. (laughs) I have a feeling we might be screwed on this. We might be. So he's he gave us an attachment of the answers, which I will I'll wait to the end to open. Um, okay. So yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes, but that's right. really cool. Thank you for sending this to us. Yes, yeah, absolutely awesome. All right, are we ready? So we'll do as usual, and uh, yeah, I'm ready, and we'll just uh, play it, and then when you know it, we'll let it play. It's um, there's I think there's an MP3 file with spaces in between, so we'll kind of let it play and then stop it in the gap, and then we'll. Yeah. Um, if you know it, obviously. Just say we know it. Yeah. It's been so long since we've done a music quiz, I've forgotten what we do. Yeah. All right. I think there are 10 of them, right? Did I say 10? Yep. Okay. I think you said so. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Number one. Okay. Oh, I, I know I this, this one. one. Yeah. We'll let it play. Okay. Because I appreciate this remix. All right, you know what this is, right? Well, we, until you said remix, isn't this Sweet Home Alabama, Leonard Skinner? Yes. Well, I mean, remix is is Garrett's remix. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's his chopped and screwed, you know, Dirty South remix. Yes, it is. Dirty South. I like how you threw that in there. Yeah, Leonard Skinner, Sweet Home Alabama. Because he says, in Birmingham, we love the governor. Is that what the wor- they love word the is? Yeah, that's what he's saying. You can really make that out with these slower versions. I like it. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. I like the sound. I like the direction of this so far. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling if it's like past quizzes, we're going to be like, ah, we got this. And then we're going to go about yeah. three in a row and not get anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> right, so that two. was from the 70s, correct? Uh, mm, I'm going to say 70s, late 70s, early 80s. But yes, 70s. Okay, next. I'm not a huge Leonard Skinner fan. I'm guessing that's late 70s. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, next. Next. So I knew. Ooh. Hmm. This sounds 50s to me, but he didn't, did he say anything 50s was in there? No, 60s, so. 60s. This has got to be 60s. Um, uh, I don't think I know this one. It's, I mean, obviously it's kind of doo-wop. It's got yeah. the doo It sounds like, it sounds like crazy, but it's not Patsy Cline. Mm-mm. Um. 
And that if he didn't do that last I knew, I don't think I'd get it at all because it was just one rung, he uh, holding one note. I think we spoke too soon. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think I called this and said, we're going to miss about three in a row yeah. whenever we get overly confident. Um, I'm going to say that when we hear this, we're going to be like, oh. I know. When we hear the answer. But Wait a I, minute. Is I, this I, rhinestone I, cowboy? <laughs> You say that, I really hope that's in here someplace. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay, so it's not... And I really hope we miss it. <laughs> oh, I will probably miss it. Yes. Um, that's a song, right? Miss it? it uh, yeah, you know, Ryan Stone Cowboy, that wasn't that a movie? I think it's a movie and a... Mm-hmm. S- maybe it's a soundtrack for a movie? Yeah, it's got to be It's got to be the like title of the movie, just the soundtrack is named that. Mm-hmm. That's why people ca- think it's a song, but it's not really or a song. Or maybe that was Breakfast Cowboy. Breakfast Cowboy or Rhinestone? Wasn't that a movie with Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton? Um, they were in a movie. It together? must be from that movie. I think I think Rhinestone Cowboy was from that movie because that name of that movie was Rhinestone, and Sylvester Stallone was trying to be a cowboy, and Dolly Parton was trying to help him. Okay, I, I think you're probably right. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I'm so gonna what I'm going to say, I don't know. I'm going to come back to that. In um, uh, yeah, I know it's not crazy unless it's a different artist. Kind of sounds like crazy to me. I mean. Wasn't Crazy written by Willie Nelson? Yeah, but it wasn't Willie, I don't think. Well, you have to keep in mind, though, that it, it could be Patsy Cline pitched down, you know, yeah. a few octaves because it slowed down. But uh, I don't remember I knew being a ver- uh, word in Crazy. I'm stalling. So let's move on to number three. Okay, well, for lack of a better guess, I'll just say Crazy. All right. You might be right. All right. Next song. Uh, next. I got mm-hmm. this. Is this like, so this is a female group. Don't you, yes, it is. Uh, I'm so excited. Pointer Sisters. They're related. There you go. Yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. okay, well then that other one so could have been, been crazy. Patsy Klein. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I think you might be three for three. I'm going to say crazy on that other one too, just to you know ride the coattails. Oh, I think you should. All right, uh, number four. Number four. Oh, yeah. This actually sounds really cool. <laughs> We've done a jingle together on this song. Uh, say that again? We've done a jingle together on this song, haven't we? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Different, different tune off of the same. Yeah, okay. Okay, same now, different song. I, this is Snoop, right? Uh, I think this is Dre. Dre, okay. It's definitely Dre and Snoop together. Okay, it's not today was a good day, right? No. Okay. Uh, Snoop Dogg, doggy, doggy, dog. Snoop. The end of this chorus is chill to the next episode. Can you hear the crows? Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. That's a good call. call that's, those crows, you know, well, you, you know what a crow will call Will it get is. me bonus points on this quiz? Um, <laughs> okay, so it's not today was a good day. I always get today was a good day mixed up because I think that, that some of their songs sound the same. That's Ice Cube. Okay, that's right, Ice Cube. Which is also, that's that's the one that ends with, didn't even have to use my AK. It was a good day. <laughs> I didn't know that lyric. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, so is this Snoop Dogg? <laughs> he effed around and got a triple-double. I just know, like, random phrases from that song. I couldn't, that's, that's a cool song. I like that. I like that song, too. Okay, so is this my, my, um, my name? This um, we've had this song on a quiz before. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not my name. This is a Dre song. 
This is off a of chronic, the chronic, I believe. Okay, it's so just chill to the next episode. Yeah, you told me that already. That's um, chill to the next episode. We we've absolutely had this. We had this in. The, I'm trying to think of where we had this in the. I think it was Luke. First, um, no, I think it was with John Fitzpatrick. It, it's in the first second of guess the song from the first second. Oh, we had, they just had the one second clip. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the words is misspelled, and one of the words is a letter. Actually, two of the words yeah. are misspelled. Yeah, I thought this was with the Luke Luke Overby quiz, but because um, um, you guys were giving me clues the same way that you're giving me clues now. Yeah, it might have been it might have been Luke. It was a did we do a one second quiz with him? I like thought the so, first or three okay, seconds then, yeah. maybe. You're probably right. Um, um oh God. this is something but a something. Oh, ain't thing. nothing but a G thing, baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's I'm pretty sure that's what this is. Okay. As soon as I heard it, I knew it, of course, but now I don't know the right. title. Yeah, I just had to, I had to think of the title too. Um, uh, you ready for the next one? Yep. All right, I got this. Very famous, you know, turnaround riff right there. Rhythm hit. Um, decade. This is. Sixties, I think. Is this a BG song? Nope. This is a duo. We might be hitting that, my gap in music knowledge right here. Well, this is a duo with it involves hitting, unfortunately. Tina Turner and Ike Turner. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm not trying to make fun of that. It just um, came out. Is this one by Spectre? Um, I don't know. This is, this is probably what, if you said, what's Tina Turner, what's Tina, what's the song Tina Turner is most famous for before she went solo? It's this song. It's about a riverboat. Somewhat. Um, river deep, mountain high? No. <laughs> rolling. Rolling. Oh, rolling, rolling on the river? Rolling. But what's the name of that? That's uh, not the name of it. I don't know. Let's see. If you were um, very, um, what's another word for that? If you like to smoke, and you were very high, big on promoting that, you would be this of weed. Queen. <laughs> Queen of weed. <laughs> What did we talk about with JT before? Oh, smooth. He's humble? Smooth. No. Humble? This is the opposite of that. This is not being humble about your weed. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, arrogant chronic? <laughs> that's good. That's that's really good. That's not it, but that's good. It's about weed, this song, the title? No. Oh, okay. It's another name for it, though. Hash? <laughs> Not humble about your hash? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know if I know the, the title of this song. I thought it was Rolling Down the River. No, it's a woman's name. This is, this is, this is, oh, you know, being oh, Mary Jane? about your last dance. Yes, about your last dance with Mary Jane, as Tom Petty would say. Okay, Mary Jane. That's the name of the song? No. One of those words is in the name of the song. If you're not humble, you're what? Um... It's not arrogant, you already told me. Mm-mm. I'm prideful about my weed. 
Pride. Pride. Oh, oh, uh, oh Proud Mary. Yes, there you got it. I did you get, get it. For that. That's awesome. Proud Mary. Oh, this <laughs> this changing the tone. Are the, it makes it tough, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Pr- I listen, okay, the reason Mary. I got that is because of the dun 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 That rhythm is very you know iconic of that song to me. Okay. Well, that's a good one. Proud Mary is not called Rolling Down the River. Nope. Okay. Next. Uh, next. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I think I know what this is. Uh, I didn't tell the very last word. Is this Bruce? Okay. I believe so. <sighs> now. Now to get the title of this could be tough. Yeah, it could be. I'm bad with his song titles. Um, Born to Run. I think it's Born to Run. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. I would. I don't think I would have gotten it till the very end. The boulevard. The word he boulevard. Yeah, sprint. He said. What is he? Sprint. Sprint down the boulevard. Is that what he said? All I heard was boulevard. I'm gonna go look up the lyrics to Born to Run because I think you're right. I think it sounded like Born to Run. Yeah, scream down the boulevard. That's what he says. Scream down the boulevard. So yeah, that not sprint. Born to Run. Yes. I believe I had that. Boom. Nice. Very nice. Yes. Okay. All right. Ready. Uh, next. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, yeah. The only debate about this is which artist is it? That was really cool. That was, I like that. Well, I think that. Obviously, we know the song. And we, uh, uh, yeah, he's not going to go. He's not going to go with version. Alien Ant Farm. This is um, nah. Michael Jackson. Hey, you remembered. I was going to see criminal. if you remembered. That's oh, awesome. yeah. Yes. Annie, are you okay? Uh, That one was great, Garrett. They're all yeah, great, but I, I like that one because I've already admitted that that's one of my favorite mj songs of all time yes which is reason i'm hoping that rhinestone cowboy's in there somewhere yeah. because he's trying to get us with songs that we say we like yeah okay ready number yep. eight yep awesome oh yeah this is really cool too this is the bridge of a one of my favorite songs so this is guns and roses yes now, Sweet Child of Mine. Absolutely. Yes. Sweet Child Oh Mine. Sweet Child Oh Mine. Oh apostrophe mine. Um, yes. Off of Appetite for Destruction, yes. Yes, is that that's when it's that's when it's on? Mm-hmm. And Cheryl Crow did a cover of this. Which was dreadful. Wasn't so great. It was a mistake. This is a song. The best that, part of this Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just gonna say I've done this song live before with bands and this is one of my favorite songs to sing ever. Oh yeah, I've played that the opening riff and the parts of the solo many many times. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Um and I love the extended version of this which they rarely played on the radio when I was a kid and when I got the cassette after hearing it on the radio cuz I was like, "Oh wow, this is a, it's like, you know, a guitar lead break in between each verse." Mhm. And some of my favorite parts are, are those parts because it's, it's like an eight-minute song. It's great. And that guitar solo. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. after the bridge. Yeah. yeah. When it changes to the minor. Yep. Awesome. Yep, I agree. Very cool. Number nine. Nine. Okay, I know who this is. I listen to the name of this song. Then suddenly oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this has got to be a chick, right? 
Yes, this is from I would say sixties. Um, I'm gonna say it's Diana Ross. Okay, that's my guess. But to whether or not is it Diana Ross or is it the Supremes? I don't know. If it was sixties, I don't know that she went solo by then, did she? No, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. This is Diana Ross or the Supremes, and I don't know if the name of this song is "Suddenly I Hear a Symphony." Or that's how I know it, but I'm terrible with names of songs like from the 60s. Yeah. Ed, that's what she says right there at the end. That's what she's about to say. I am not good with the Supreme songs. What's their most famous song? This one? Stop in the Name of Love, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's not this Baby one, love. right? No, I don't think so. Okay. This is, I think this is... Well, I don't think. Um... A lot of that stuff sounds so similar to me, and especially when you slow it down, it's tough. I'm going to say suddenly I hear a symphony because I, I mean, hey, I don't I have no fear of being wrong, obviously. Um, I'm going to go with that too. All right. Uh, next. Last one, I think. Uh, yeah, looks like it. <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> Okay, that was awesome. Um, That is, well, you know it, right? Yes, that's Aerosmith and Run DMC. Yeah, Walk This Way. Yes. Um, Okay, should we reveal the answers? Okay, I'm going to let you open the document. That was really cool, Garrett. Yes, thank you, Garrett. Awesome. Okay, let me open that up. Ooh, we put it on the second page. Okay. Wow. Uh, Sweet Home Alabama, Leonard Skinner, 1974. Yep. So it was more mid 70s. Wow, I see. I, I I keep forgetting that the plane crash I think happened in like mid late 70s. So they the their best stuff was all in the 70s. Um, number two, you hear my dog? He's he's excited yeah. about this quiz. He's panting. Awesome. Number two, Crazy Patsy Cline. Awesome. You got that one. 1961. Wow, I didn't realize it was that early in the 60s. Number three, I'm so excited, the Pointer Sisters, 1982. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number four, Ain't Nothing But a G Thang, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, 1992. Yeah. Number five, Proud Mary, nice. Yeah. Ike and Tina, 1970. Yes. Number six, Born to Run. Bruce, 1975. Wow, that was earlier than I thought. Number seven, Smooth Criminal, Michael Jackson, 1987. Awesome. From the same year, number eight, Sweet Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I Hear a Symphony, Diana Ross, yeah. and the Supremes. And the Supremes. That's a good call on adding the Supremes to that. And what do you think the year is? 1962. 1966. Oh, okay. Number 10, Walk This Way, Aerosmith and Run DMC. 1986. 85. 86. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That was great. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much, Garrett. That was awesome. Uh, did we get all of those? We got them all. In, I mean, as a team? We pulled as them all? a team. Perfect. Um, you got uh, I Hear a Symphony and I got Crazy. So if we add those together, we nailed it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Would play again. Yes, definitely. That's awesome, Garrett, man. Thanks for taking your time to do that. It's perfect choices of those songs. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no.
Did you see this tweet? Um, it was the first time I saw it was a sports center. Somebody retweeted something from ESPN Sports Center that said um, Arian Foster claims he could defeat a wolf in a one on one fight. I did not um, see the tweet, but they I did see that they talked about it on PTI. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, the first place I saw it was the tweet. And what cracked me up as much as anything was his reasoning for thinking he could beat a wolf in a one-on-one fight yeah. was that he said, wolves, not wolves, wolves don't have opposable thumbs, <laughs> which wolves. <laughs> wolves. Should have been in the pronunciation. Yeah, there you go. Um, plurals. His wa- his uh, autocorrect wasn't working. Yeah. Speaking of that, I have turned off my autocorrect on my phone this week. Oh, you- And it is a whole new world of enjoyable pleasure. I was going to ask, is that a good thing? It's freedom. Oh, yeah. It's total freedom. It's like now when something gets changed or messed up, I know I did it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not mad at my phone. It's really actually made me go, okay, I just need to you know, go back and fix that or you know, backspace and do it again. And it's made me more careful in my typing. And it started me on the path of using the uh, speech to text yes. much more, which actually works pretty well so far for me. I know you've had it you know, doesn't work for me. bad things to say about your phone recognizing what you're saying, but yeah. um, it's been great. I highly recommend trying it because I turned off the autocorrect and the autocaps. Um, I left on the spell check because, you know, if I really mess something up, it'll tell me. But otherwise, I just roll with it and keep going. So if I'm texting you and I send, if, if, you're, if I ever send you a text and it has a bunch of, you know, it's all lowercase, now you know why. But hey, yeah. it's, it's been great. Is it hard to do because... Autocorrect is terrible, and then yeah, when it I changes want stuff that I don't want it to change, it's like, hey, did you really mean this, you idiot? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no, I don't need my phone giving me a hard time about stuff. But then when, what I found at least recently is that it, it doesn't change the things I think it should that no, I've no. obviously not written right, and it suggests things that changes that I, I'm like, no, this is what I meant. Yeah, don't, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm typing what I meant. If I screw up and you want to correct me, that's fine. When I'm saying what I mean, typing what I mean, and it's trying to correct me, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm tired of it. So it kept doing it, and it kept getting progressively more aggressive, pro- progressive, <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of my correction. So I, finally, I'm just like, I've had it. You know, 
I've had robots trying to run my life for the last few months. That's it. I was going to say, why can't this thing read your mind like Alexa can? No kidding. And the, hey, at uh, least I didn't die on February twenty fourth. That's that, right. So that's that's good news. I forgot to mention that. I you hey, know I you was see, wondering. Just, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think I'd recorded all this in the posthumously? In, you know, yeah, I, I no, I'd recorded it all in preparation for dying, so that knowing and being able to say exactly what you say. So I'm having a com- you're having a conversation with a recording right now. Is that what you? Well, I was curious. You know, I'm glad it's, to hear hey, that it's you're possible. Doing There's crazier well. things have happened. Speaking of how crazy, you know, the QE stuff has been the last few weeks, mm-hmm. which we we need to get to that at some point. Yeah, we do. Just to rattle off a bunch of those things that people go, what, are you kidding? It's just like every day something happens and I'm like, yeah, yeah. we just talked about this on the podcast last week and of and knew, no, knew nothing about this thing was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you, and again, part of that is the car thing where, you know, you buy a new car and that's when you start recognizing sure. that same model car everywhere. But anyway. Yeah. Now, um, before you get back but, to the wolves. Yes, wolves. Um, how hard is it to. He ain't going to beat no wolf. No. Certainly no wolves. He's not going to. No. Not even a single wolf. How do you change? Is it easy to change autocorrect? Go to settings and. Oh, yeah, it's in the settings on the iPhone anyway. You just go in there and change this in settings, and then it's like. Um, I don't remember where it is, but it's in, it's in the general settings. Yeah, it's okay. really easy. It's just a switch. You just hit the button, turn off autocorrect. Okay. And it's got like autocorrect, auto um, spell check, auto capitalization. I turn off the capitalization too because sometimes that would throw me when I'm like, I don't want to put a capital I know. Right here. It Cut does it that out, to me, me all the time. Yeah. So I, I'd highly recommend it just to try it at least because. It's actually cleaned up my typing and slowed me down when I'm. T- it slows me down a little bit, but not honestly, not much. It's worth it. Okay. It's worth it for the for the peace of mind. Okay. And speaking of robots trying to tell you what to do, did you see the tweet this week from the guy at the bowling alley where the automated scorekeeping thing at the bowling alley said you are bowling too slow on the big giant screen? No, no, I didn't. He took a, he took a picture of it and tweeted. I don't even remember who it was. Somebody that I follow retweeted it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's just like sassy robots. I've had enough. Well, speaking of that, I actually went bowling last weekend. Oh, how was that? Um, it was okay. I, we bowled three games, but the the I robot. You were say you bowled three hundred. We bowled three hundred. I was like, well, no, three games. I three did games. break a hundred on all three games, but not. So that's you bowled at least three hundred. You bowled, you know, I bowled 300 over three hundred. Yes. Wow. But the machine was also being sassy because, let's say that I got a <laughs> an eight, a knockdown eight pins. And then in order to knock down those other two, that's called if I knock them down, that's called a spare, right? Well, yes. the computer came on, and I didn't knock them down, so let's say I missed. The computer comes on and says, oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> As if I need to be told that. <laughs> Next thing it's going to be like, what are you doing with your life? You're here bowling. Yeah. Don't you have something more interesting exactly. that you could be doing? Exactly. Okay, so this snarky robot stuff. I know. Got the, I love our robot future. I'm ready. Put the technology in my brain already. Go for it. I'm ready to be a cyborg. Don't make it snarky. Yeah, right. I don't need a sarcastic robot. I have enough of that from human beings. There's definitely enough of that. Okay, yeah, so I appreciate sarcasm. Go ahead and back to the wolves. I got you on a sidetrack, okay. up, but you know that's well, kind of the, what we do. <laughs> that that story was insane, obviously. Yeah, but the reason I brought that up was because. It was a Twitter thing because I really wanted to mention about me being hacked on Twitter this week. You were hacked? Well, maybe. Okay. I got an email at 12.30 a.m. that said, somebody just logged into your account from Irvine, California. Well, that's... At 12.30 in the morning. And I'm like... It's not far from your house, is it? 
well, you know, far enough. It's not technically Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> but I wasn't in Irvine and I wasn't logging into Twitter at that moment. So I'm like, because it was like a new sign in. You, you should probably change your password. Mm-hmm. And so then what it got me thinking was, is this a spam troll kind of thing where somebody's sending out saying with a fake link saying, hey, you got hacked. You should probably yeah. change your password. And I click on that. And basically it's me giving them a new my new password. And then they come in and actually hack me. So That's I, I went, and cha- I went, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Huh. Social engineering. Okay. That's the easiest way to hack somebody is to, to not try to break the technology and crack the password codes, but, you know, trick people into giving the stuff up for nothing. Yeah. I don't usually click on those links. That's probably a good idea. Mm, probably not. I would go directly to the site where you type it in and you know that it is correct and don't click on the link because they can make the link say anything and sure. go to whatever they want. Yeah. No, I don't usually click those links. Uh-uh. Okay. So I didn't do that. I went and changed the password. So I don't know why that did, did it. And the crazy thing, the previous night, um, I was, you know, early, you know, Four hours earlier, because it's 1230 in the morning, four hours earlier at like 830, I was going to um, a band rehearsal Mm -hmm. at a guy's house. He had just moved and I had his new address and I had to figure out what it was. And I'm typing it in to my phone just to see where it is, to see the best route to get there. And when I hit route to, you know, throw the map up there with the drawing the line on it in Apple Maps, it zoomed into Los Angeles. What? And was like, oh. You're not here. And then like zoomed across the country. Like it thought originally I was starting in Los Angeles and was going to this guy's house in Georgia and then jumped and then had the right route for like a split second. And I'm like, does my phone think, (laughs) have we talked about this so much that my phone is actually fooled? Maybe Alexa is telling my phone, hey, he's, he might be actually be in Los Angeles. This is like Alexa creating playlists for people that are cooking that have not said they're cooking. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it happened the day after I turned off autocorrect on my phone. So maybe my phone and Alexa and the robot overlords are now saying, oh, you want to be like that, huh? We're too good for you. Or you're too good for us, huh? How about this? Yeah. We know exactly where you are. Listen, it's all QE. It's all yes. QE. So they're coming for you. Crockpots, phones, maps, Twitter hacks. They're coming for you. Well, I just saw... Uh a story this morning. Yeah. Actually, I don't remember when it was, but I saw a story recently that That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. The C- the CIA <laughs> was working on hacking figuring out ways to hack people's vehicles. Oh yeah. And that Oh yeah. Hackers that are not cars? CIA current hackers can are doing it already. So you're driving oh, and then yes. they take over your car. Has anybody ever told Tony that people can hack into OnStar and control your brakes and your accelerator and like could slam on your brakes all of a sudden or could turn them off um, in your car remotely by hacking into it? Does he know all this? I think the only thing he's aware of is that you can, you know, unless you have a Faraday cage, you can break into the car. <laughs> okay, please don't tell him then because he'll never want to drive. No, and again. don't tell Saliza either. No, no. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty scary stuff. It does make me want to yeah. go back to my old car that didn't have all this technology. Yeah, I've been looking into getting maybe like a 68 Camaro again anyway. So like an actual one from six, 1968. Because I had yeah. one in, in high school and that I, you know, was, you know, pretty cool. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, I might go back and find one. The problem now is if you want to get anything that runs halfway decent, you're talking thirty, forty thousand dollars mm-hmm. $40,000 because it's been, you know, restored. And it's mm-hmm. anything original is just like crazy hundred thousand dollar well you could buy but, tony's uh, solstice that that i'm sure that solstice was before <laughs> the time of all that um technology 
Okay. Got it? Solstice. Sure. I think you'd look good in a Solstice. Isn't that a little bitty car? A little bitty cute little like car. Like two-seater? Yeah. No. No, I, that's... Your I, your I, bass I, guitar, your your. I got to have something to carry guitar, around music equipment in. Your equipment might not fit. You, I'd have to pull my hair back in a ponytail if I'm going to drive that car. Yeah, and well, you could maybe... And I'm not doing that. You could at least get a bottle of water in there, I could say, I'd think. <laughs> hey, it's no Subaru. That's true. We've got no qualifications, so here's our recommendations. Well, for the third or fourth week in a row now, we have a write-in mm-hmm. recommendation. Actually, awesome. recommendations, plural. Recommendations. <laughs> and, and if you didn't guess it already, these are more top five albums of all time. Oh, I love these. Mm-hmm. I love these. These talks. are great. So John Miller sent us... Um, his top five. Okay. Number one, I don't know that this is in any order, so I'm just reading it yeah, the way read. that he sent it. Toys sure. in the Attic, Aerosmith. Yep. And I'm not familiar with any of the songs that are on that specific album. I'm pretty sure Dream On's on that one. Oh, that's a good one. I like Toys Dream in the On Attic, a lot. I think it's an actual song. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have that album, but I know a lot of stuff from that album. Or I think that is probably considered one of their best albums. So I, I totally can see that one in there. Okay. And then he wrote... It's not Crying Amazing Crazy no, range of those their career. This is actual... This is early... I think that's 70s. So maybe Dude Looks Like a Lady is in that one? No, that was later 80s. Was it? Okay. Number two, Third Stage by Boston. Yep. Now, that's another good guitar, classic guitar rock album. So is Boston considered in that same group with journey and um yeah kansas can um, oh kansas i didn't think about them peter frampton yeah i kind of really up all them together um who was the other ones um sticks sticks yeah probably um yeah i think so they're in that same late 70s early 80s guitar based rock and and boston is basically one dude oh really it's basically it's the guitar player saying it, yeah it's basically one guy i mean it's they have other musicians, but he's like the overlord of that band. The like only Tom, what's his face? The only Boston song that I could say that I know that's Boston for sure is Amanda. Yep. That's the only one I know. Yeah. All right, the next one, Anthology. A lot of them sound the same to me, to be honest. Yeah, like but it's good. It's a good uh-huh. it's a good saying, but a lot of them are and I mean, hey, everybody, every songwriter, I mean, John Fogarty, every song he's ever written basically sounds the same yeah. to me, but, and they're all good. Um, and I'm exaggerating, obviously, but uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's what happens when you have like one main songwriter, producer, because he produced it all, I think. I mean, he's incredible, incredibly talented. He did it all himself pretty much in his own studio. Um, I remember reading one time that like he, he does it from the, First notes of songwriting to the very last mastering of the production, he's doing like, or his hand is over controlling everything in the entire albums of the, of Boston albums. And, um, you know, I don't know anybody who would do that. It sounds like someone that I know. Yeah, I just can't think of his name right recently. now. Recently, yeah, I don't know either. You got to be a little nuts to do that. A little bit. But it's a good kind of nuts. So the next one is Anthology by The Cars. Yep, that's a good one. And number four, Unity by Dropkick Murphys. Which mm-hmm. I can tell that John's from Boston with that one. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> what's this? What's their Boston? What's their like? Um, I think a lot of their stuff is Boston centric. But what's the song that is? Oh, like the, play it at like the one that they always play at sports events and that they yes. play sometimes for Bob Ryan on the Tony Show. I don't know yes. the name of it. 
but I know the song. Maybe it's Either Unity. No, Unity. Shuffling, shuffling off to Boston or something like that. Oh, that's probably true. That's probably it, what it, it is. That's like one of the lyrics or something. It's it's a it's it's. I mean, it's obviously everybody would recognize that song if they heard the oh, yeah. you know, just the yeah. just the one riff of it. But yeah, that's that's cool. And the last one, Do Little by the Pixies, which to me was like a, a you know left turn on this, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. I love it. I love the variety. We love that's we awesome. love left turns and, and right, right turns. turns. Yeah. Yeah. And going straight. Yeah. Going backward. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, thank you, John. Next is Todd Takei. Cool. And um, he says, Paul... Todd Takei made an album, He and John ranked it in the... <laughs> oh, this is Todd's list. Okay, sorry. Yes, this is Todd Takei's list now. Okay. Paul's Boutique, Beastie Boys. Oh, yes. Now we're talking. And then he said, but Check Your Head is a close second. Absolutely. We are 100% agreement, and I would throw ill communication in there as a very, very close second, third, too. So, awesome. And then he's got Southeastern by Jason Isbell, and you're not going to get Which any arguments yeah. out of me. Oh, me either. I I, it, it, I wouldn't put it up there because it's not really my thing, but totally appreciate the brilliance of that album. Awesome. Straight out of Compton, NWA. Yep, absolutely. Appetite for Destruction, GNR. Yes, he's nailing it so far. And then he said, and for lack of being able to think of a fit, better fifth on the spot, he's got Sonic Temple, the cult. Mm-hmm. And he said this is a major lawnmower slash road trip album for me. Oh, so he's throwing totally. road trip in with lawnmower. I can see that. Yeah, um, lawnmower is more cassette based because you have to. It had to. It had to be a cassette to be of that era. Um, but yeah, I can see road trip like if you had a cassette player in your car. Yeah, I, I, I'll. 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 I'll welcome the road trip albums into the my lawnmower album circle for sure. So you 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 don't want a CD because you think the CD is going to skip if you're mowing lawn. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I can remember having a CD player the first one I had in my car. It skipped often if you went over a bump in the road oh, or hit yeah, a pothole. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. So imagine on a lawnmower where you're bouncing around, or if you're walking and you're you know if it's a push mower, if you're bouncing on a riding mower, I mean, you hit a bump, you know, it's it's a disaster. So yeah. cassette was the way to go. Got it. And um, I totally agree that the cult is a good. I would say they were a good lawnmower slash road trip band. Okay, that kind of up up tempo music. Yeah, it's um, sort of like um, they're they're kind of like in the White Snake, Night Ranger kind of vein. Sort of, they're okay. a little bit more um, sophisticated, I would say, than some of them in some of their lyrics and stuff, but in some of the sounds that they did. So I like, I like, I like. I, that's a great choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are those are. I, I'm not familiar with the cult, but the rest of them, I've, I'm I'm on I'm on Todd's. Uh, I, I'm in agreement with Todd. Cool. I guarantee you, you've heard some cult songs. Oh, I'm sure I have. They're, they're one of those bands. You're like, oh, that's who did that song because they had like two or three or four like pretty well known hits in the '80s, and you'd be like, oh yeah, that that's the cult. I mean, that's that's kind of. Okay. Well, I'll have to look it up. This is recommendations, yeah. after all. Absolutely. Okay, so Matt Vogel also sent his his in. Okay. Hell freezes over Eagles. Yes. Oh, is that the that's is that the reunion album? Um, I'm assuming because they I said think they so. would get yeah. back together yeah. when Hell freezes, when Hell over. freezes that's the live over. one. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that live concert. You know, it's good. And by the way, did you know they made a documentary? I was just going to ask you the same thing. So I guess we both know they do have a documentary. Mm, cool. I just don't think many people know that. I don't think many people have known it Trying or know it or have seen out. it. Yeah, totally. Next one, Stereotomy, Alan Parsons Project. Nice. That is a um, 
intelligent choice. Um, Alan Parsons Project, very um, very brainy sort of band. I like it. Okay, I'm going to put that on my Sophisticated. list. Sophisticated. <laughs> Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is the next one. Absolutely. Um, Considered one of the greatest albums yes. of all time by a lot of different, you know, it's usually on a, if you if Rolling Stone or whoever makes some magazine or website makes a top 50 list, it's almost right, always Rolling on. Stone, yeah, I've seen it on that one for sure. I prefer the self-titled Fleetwood Mac album that came, I think, before Rumors. It's the one with the tall guy on the, I think, um, it's the black and white cover. Um, let me look it up real quick to make sure I got the right thing. Uh, I think it, I... It's the one that starts off with Monday morning. You're you're uh, um you're on your own on this one. Okay, I'm gonna look it up real quick. The rumors is the one I'm familiar with. Yeah, that's that's typically the one that is mostly um, that most people talk about. Uh, yeah, rumors has um, you know like you make love and fun and um, don't stop the chain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the one I'm thinking of is the self-titled Fleetwood Mac. It starts off with uh, Monday morning. It's got Rhiannon um, over my head. Is, Say you love me. Landslide oh, is on that one. Yeah, I world like turning, that. which is world turning, which is just like a um, kind of precursor to similar kind of style to the chain. Um, now, what about a, I, I, one, I prefer the self titled one. What about the one winged dove? <laughs> That's Stevie Nicks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think we've covered that in detail. I think on we the, have on a previous quiz at some point. All right. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Either of those albums are great, I think. Highly recommended if you've never gotten into Fleetwood Mac. And then I would start going listening to the pre-Lindsey Buckingham, Stevie Nicks Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green, the who were basically a blues band from England in oh. the 60s. Sounds, great stuff I'd probably that. like that. He's a really good guitar player. And, I mean, Lindsey Buckingham, great too. And so you can't really go long, anything wrong with anything in the you know early era of Fleetwood Mac. And you get into like mid late eighties, I'm not really, you know, on board so much. But anyway, Fleetwood Mac had an interesting way for a while of cohabitating and recording their albums. Uh, uh, yeah, they um, <laughs> they probably crossed some lines that I probably wouldn't cross yeah. in that band. Uh, um, but you know, when you live together and spend so much time together, I guess things happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. The next one that that, that Matt listed was Reimaginator by Rock Sugar. I'm going to have to say, I don't know if I've actually heard that. I've heard of it. I haven't. I'm not sure I've actually heard it. I also haven't heard of the next one that's on his list. Oh, yes, you have. I have? Yep. I'll tell you why in a minute. It's Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield. Yes. And the reason you've heard it is because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Well, how's it go? Well, I don't. I don't. It's who the said first it? song off of there is the theme song from The Exorcist. Oh, okay. The, well, I've heard of it anyway. Yeah, that's they. They pulled. He wrote this song for this album, and it's he's like a, I think a, I think he's a piano player, or pianist, okay, Oldfield or keyboardist. Um, I think he he did this music, and then they took this song and used it, licensed it to use because I don't think it was written for the movie. They they used it in The Exorcist in the seven with like early seventies, and basically. You know, that's what kind of rocketed him to, you know, fame in terms of, you know, you know, the general mainstream, knowing who he was. He's bring- Matt is introducing some stuff I have not heard of or that I yes, thought is, I heard very, of and I didn't actually, I didn't yeah. think I heard of and actually have. An eclectic list. And I will say it cracked me up because I looked up Tubular Bells um, 
when we talked about it for The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. And one thing that cracked me up about Mike Oldfield, which I really appreciate this, he said, there's a line on, on, on one of his websites that says, finally in 2003, Oldfield released Tubular Bells 2003, a re-recording of the original Tubular Bells with updated digital technology and several corrections to what he saw as flaws in the first album. Oh. So 30 years later, he still couldn't let go what he saw, which when this is considered one of the all-time, basically the horror movie theme, along with you know John Carpenter, John Carpenter Halloween, the Halloween theme. Um, it's it's one of those are the all-time. Anybody you ask, what's the best Halloween theme? What's the best? I mean Halloween. What's the best horror movie theme? They're picking Tubular Bells or the theme from Halloween, basically, and they sort of sound similar. So who but, would be that um, picky? <laughs> who would be that picky? Yeah. Um, Every serious musician that ever records anything. Yeah, well. I know that personally. I know you do. I yeah. am that way. That's yeah. what I'm you, referring you, oh, to. Yeah. yeah. You've heard nothing but over the last three, you've heard so much over the last three months about, <laughs> I want to redo all of this stuff that I've been working on. I so, know. Yes, you totally understand. Um, so those were, I thought that was cool. those were um, Matt's five, but then he said, that's now in an hour, I might opt for Blind Man Walking by Cadillac Sky. Southeastern by Jason oh, Isbell. Oh, another Southeastern mention. Yay, yay, more Jason Isbell. Dark Side of the Moon by We Know Who. Yep. Monty Python Sings and 90125, which I don't know what that is. It's by Yes. Oh, it's by Yes. <laughs> That's not him commenting after I thought for, he was like, saying, disagreeing with himself. That is so funny because I thought he was saying. He's putting the artist. I, th- <laughs> I thought he was saying, yes, that one. <laughs> Yes, that album. Yeah. That 90215. <laughs> okay. And then he said, my lawn mowing tape was Midnight Maz- Madness by Night Ranger, but I usually turn the volume down during Sister Christian. He might be a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. Or, um, because I can remember, when I think of Night Ranger, the first song I think of, and probably my favorite song, honestly, is Sister Christian. That's what I think of when I think of Night Ranger. Yeah. So, because, I mean, I was, you know, <laughs> I was of that age and of that time period where songs by them like Sister Christian and Goodbye, they're super cheesy. I, I 100% admit, mm-hmm. but that's just, you know, at the age I was and, you know, sure. what I was doing is, you know, you know, you're a teenage boy, you're going to the beach, you're, you know, trying to meet girls. So that's that's those songs remind me of. So super cheesy, but honestly, probably still my favorite Um love i guess in quotes songs okay in quotes um, yeah not really love songs but um but kind of masquerading sappy cheesy things yeah but uh i i, I think i sent you a tweet that said i was doing research on this yes on night ranger yeah. uh, i was looking up their videos on youtube just to see what other songs i knew by them or remembered or what came up first uh-huh. and um like stuff like "Don't Tell You Me Love Me," great. That's that's all. You know, the rock stuff was good, uh, but "Goodbye" came up, and it has a hilarious video of a guy in the guitar solo. The guy that plays the solo is playing a double neck guitar, which you don't see anymore. That was a, right. definitely an a seventies and eighties thing. Um, on a green screen, superimposed over footage, live footage of him playing the same yeah, guitar solo. I know. I watched it, and I'm like, whoa! It was tremendously, you know unintentional comedy hilarious so i would i would check that out yeah yeah it, and it was, i also didn't realize until i'm listening to that song again because i hadn't heard that song in 20 30 years mm-hmm. goodbye yeah the singer for does the singer for night ranger have a lisp and i didn't, I didn't realize notice it. 
I didn't notice it either until I was listening to that song. And part of this is lately, we, we're going to talk about this at some point down the road, that I'm mixing and mastering and trying to figure out, you know, nail lock in this album that I'm working on. It mixed. It is like yes. tuned in my hearing to the point where I'm listening to songs that I used to like and um, songs that I, you know, grew up liking and stuff I hadn't heard in a while and going, I'm picking it apart and I'm hearing things now that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm ruining songs that I loved by being too much of yeah. a critical, yeah, too sensitive in listening. So I, I think the guy from Night Ranger might have a lisp on that song. You'd anyway. think you'd notice it on Sister Christian. There's a lot of S's there. It yeah. tends to be a problem for people. And with it's the lisp. same guy singing. It's, I mean, he's the that's the drummer singing Goodbye, okay. and I think he's the one. I think he's the main singer. But the bass player sings um, Jack something. He sings um, some of the songs too. I don't know if he ever sang much of the lead stuff, but well, I think it's the same guy, the drummer singing lead on all those songs, most of the songs. I'd like to say that I'd go back and listen for that, but I'm not going back to that video. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was brutal. Um, it's still, still not the all time. The all time greatest ever '80s video is um, Journey. Separate ways. Okay, Tremendous. well, I might have to Tremendously, look that up. Oh, hilarious. Journey? Hilarious. Separate ways. All right. Jour- uh, and, and probably my favorite Journey song. Very underrated Journey song, I think. Okay. Worlds Apart, Separate Ways. It's, it's a cool guitar riff. Neil Sean killing it in that. Steve Perry sounds pretty good in that one, too. But, I mean, that video is something else. All right. I'm going to look it that is up. A, it is the all-time, my all-time favorite unintentionally funny video. Now, speaking of... Lawn mowers and lawn mowing tapes. Yes. yes. John Fitzpatrick at Fitzjohn P mm-hmm. tweeted us because we t- we were talking about portable. Did they have portable eight track players? Oh yeah, I remember. Yep. He said, "Oh, they made portable eight track players, just not with lawn." <laughs> what? He said, "Just not not with lawn mowing in mind." And then he sent <laughs> a picture of an ad, and I, it wasn't a link that I could tell. So I wonder if he had this, you know. In his house, and he took a picture of it. <laughs> that would be incredible. That'd be awesome. Or maybe he just did a screenshot. But anyway, he said, here's one that could have been the first boom box. And if you look at the picture, it looks... Actually, this is the this is the tagline from... It was made by Panasonic. Oh, this is Panasonic Marketing. Maybe. Yeah, it looks like a detonator. Okay. It sounds like dynamite. <laughs> and it actually does. It looks like a detonator. That's hilarious. You have to send me this picture. I need to see I this. I will. So they did make portable 8-track players. So, you know, I awesome. I didn't know that. That is awesome to know. And then... And I wonder if that's where the term boombox came from, that Panasonic marketing kicked it off. It sounds like... It might have. And in fact, John put boombox in quotes, so he probably was uh, alluding to the same thing there. Boom. And then speaking of music, mm-hmm. Todd Takei at Tooth Takei tweeted us, oh, yeah, the hype intro of Speak Tangents when there's a guest is the best thing ever. It needs to be 20 minutes long. Awesome. I appreciate that. I I, that's, I love that thing. Too I do, too. Reason. I it's love so it. silly. I, I like listening to it. So, so. I appreciate and, um, that, That too. might get worked into a song at some point, a full length. That would we'll be see. awesome. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? You good? How's the fam? Cool, cool. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter at SpeakTangents or via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at speakingoftangents.com for all the relevant links and info relevant to this podcast. I thought that was pretty clear. I'm just clarifying since we're kind of into that lately. Oh, and if you haven't been enjoying the podcast, you know, we're sorry that you had to endure it this long. 
but we're also sort of confused as to why you're still listening to something you don't really enjoy. Thanks, though. And regardless, we'd love to hear from you, too, so be sure to Snapface or Instachat with us. We'll get back to you in the appropriate amount of time on either of those. Thanks. So I know we've read quite a bit of feedback already this week, um, but do we have any more feedback? For our actual feedback section yeah we got a few uh you know we have clarifications each week we have yes. had some clarifications sent to us each week um we careful to say not corrections. not corrections clarifications clarifications so Thank dr garrett schumann um the same mm-hmm. gentleman that created our quiz for us this week oh of quiz fame yes, yes at g-a-r-r-t and we talked about this i think we were talking about a holiday and can we buy him a vowel Sorry, go ahead. Um, and I was talking about, I think it was Thanksgiving, and I said, well, I don't think Hanukkah happens on every third or the fourth Thursday or whatever I said. And he said, my wife is Jewish. No Jewish mm-hmm. holidays recur on the same day of the week. Their timing is based on a lunar calendar. Oh, cool. Good to know. Yeah. Excellent. And then Louis Nosey at the Louis Nosey, mm-hmm. he, we had questioned first how to say his last name, which we now have. And we yep. also didn't know if it was Louis or Louis. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted us, it's Louis, not Louis. So now we have that. Oh, excellent. Um, and then Adam Benson. Thank you, Louis and Absolutely. Garrett. <laughs> yes. Adam Benson at Benson the underscore comic. Uh, Benson underscore the comic. Mm-hmm. He sent us a little jingle lyric um, regarding the crockpot. Okay. See if you can guess the song. First, I was scared. I was petrified. The box was oh, so big, song, it yeah. wasn't yogurt size. <laughs> <laughs> I will survive. Yeah. Which you've already done a jingle to, like, for Tony Show, right? Yes, I have done that one. Yep. So this is right in your wheelhouse. It is. 70s disco hit. Yeah, right. Uh, and then we have... That's funny. I like that. Yeah, it was funny. It made me laugh. And he's the one that's been on Twitter saying he he could never write a jingle, and he's... Da, da, da. He's already started. You got the... You got the you, He's already done the hardest part, which is get it going and get the song picked out. Yeah, so but I saw he, he... He needs to write some stuff. He tweeted something that he was writing. He was writing one. Cool. I would. I hope he finishes it and sends it in and we hear it on the show. And then a couple weeks ago, I think now, maybe it was last week. I don't remember. Louis Nosey. Uh, yep. He was sending us... Are you sure that's how that's pronounced? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Just make sure. He was sending us um, summations of our show in 140 characters or less. Oh, yeah. I remember. Those were great. Yeah. And he sent us two of them. He was on a road trip, I think, and got caught up. He said, from two weeks ago, Philadelphia and the Florida Panthers, how to operate a banana, plus robots are smug. That's a pretty good summation. <laughs> yes. And we did talk about robots being smug again this week. Yes, absolutely. And then... And sarcastic and snarky. Yeah, exactly. Highfalutin robots. <laughs> and then he said, for this past week... All caught up with speaking of tangents. I guess KJ, like me, doesn't know video games. <laughs> wait, but I wait did love mid '90s Sega hockey. Awesome. And and I would, I, I'm. People are not. It's a little disappointing that people are not saying that. You know, I got the last laugh on that video quiz. Absolutely. I stumped you both on Congo Bongo. You did, and we will. Have, I will have more on that in a moment. Awesome. Okay. Yes. But I, I would like to, I also agree about the mid 90s Sega hockey, the uh, Sega Genesis Wayne Gretzky versions mm-hmm. where you could, you know, never played um, them, bust them in the head and, and like make them bleed on the ice if you hit them the right way. 
Uh, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> I, As made famous by the movie Swingers. I can't stand hockey fights, but it's not for the yeah. reason that you think. Like, I understand that. I'm glad that they're taking it away, but when I was an athletic trainer for hockey teams, men's mm-hmm. hockey Guess whose job it is to clean up their blood from their stupid oh, fights? The trainer. Yeah. So I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah that makes. Yeah, yeah that's rough. Uh, anyway, March Madness. We've got did an they update. Make, did they make the? <laughs> go go ahead. Go back. What were you going to ask me? Did anybody ever say you made me bleed my own blood? <laughs> no, nobody ever said that to me. Okay. Remember, we talked about we're going to have a March Madness bracket. Yes. So, Dr. Garrett Schumann at G-A-R-R-T, said he cannot wait to do his official podcast bracket, and he hopes his prize is a Culver's gift card. Oh, the quiz doctor. The Speaking quiz up. doctor. And then Jen Babish at J-Bab Sports Chick also says that, you know, she's excited for the our, the bracket for our podcast. So cool. we got at least two people besides us. we have us. more than two prizes, so I think it's so far it's, you know, 100% everybody who enters gets a prize. So far, so let me yeah, that, just give th- those terms and conditions may change. Obviously, you know, legally we have to say if more than two people exactly enter, not everybody gets a prize. But so far, everybody gets a prize that's entered or said is expressed interest anyway. So I'm going to give a brief update on how or a brief informational announcement on how to find <laughs> us. Okay. <laughs> um, so selection Sunday is this Sunday, I believe. So and then the tournament yeah. starts. That is usually on a Wednesday. I guess they have play-in games and then. Thursday is the actual tournament. Yeah. So we are going to go through ESPN's website. Cool. And frankly, it's because I already have an account there from playing with TK. Fantasy football. For, okay. And fantasy yeah. football, but playing along with the TK show, March Madness, for okay. the several years. Oh, cool. Last several years. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think you can just Google ESPN Bracket Challenge or go to their website. I'm sure it's right up there on the main page. But once you're there. Bracketology. Yeah. You click on groups and then you scroll down to... The search key, the search groups. Yep. And you type in SOT podcast. Cool. And I think you get two brackets. I think that's the way we set it up. And I'm sure we'll tweet out a link to it as well. And we're awesome. yes, we're going to give some swag. And by swag, we mean, you know, something. <laughs> to, to the top <laughs> to the top 10, I think we decided. I don't know. I can, I can go through my basement and find something to send somebody. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I think we'll do... That's better than some old, you know, regular old prize. Exactly. It's a unique thing. So some that people... I don't want anymore that I need to get out of my <laughs> <Yeah>. basement. <laughs> so you might have a good chance of winning, especially yes. if there's only 10 entrants. And Jason and I aren't eligible. Wait a minute. Why am I going to enter if I'm not eligible? Well, yeah. Why am I not eligible? Eligible? <laughs> we talking Eligible? Eligible. We should probably Haven't ask. We had this conversation about being eligible before. Uh, you know, and the other person that's not eligible is Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Rob, you said you were saying before. I love the uh, Lewis doing the um, Lewis no say doing the uh, recaps, the 140 character recaps. Uh-huh. I specifically encouraged him to keep doing those because that way, if Rob doesn't want to listen to the whole show, if if you know if it gets too if we get too long, then he can just read those recaps or just. Listen to us read the recaps on the podcast. Exactly. But unfortunately, they're at the they're end at the of the end, podcast, yeah. which is the part he doesn't listen to. So <laughs> I've kind of defeated my own self on that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. So Jason and I are going to enter, but and we'll just we'll mm-hmm. determine later if we're eligible. 
Sure. Okay. And speaking of the end of the podcast, do you have any Amazon reviews this week? I have something really quick this week. Okay. That I think you'll appreciate. We mentioned before the video game quiz. Yes. And the game that you came up with that John and I had never heard of Mm -hmm. and you were vindicated immediately Mm -hmm. was Congo Bongo. Yes. Congo Bongo. Congo Bongo. So I decided to look up on Amazon Congo Bongo. Okay. And the first thing, and just go with the first thing that came up, Mm -hmm. which was... Beanie Babies, Congo and Bongo. So I didn't realize that you know you were into Beanie Babies, and this was a Beanie Baby game. I didn't realize I it will, either. I will, yeah. Well, then that's that's what we're looking at. Okay. And the one review that I found, the only one, was it's an okay monkey. <laughs> so um, you may have been vindicated on that. It is a, is a thing, but I'm not sure I would want to lay claim to knowing about Beanie Babies. So um, the ball is in your court. Okay. If we ever did a quiz quiz on ba- Beanie Babies, you'd probably win because you seem to know how to oh, no. pull things, you know, <laughs> pull things That's out of the thin air. That's the one thing I guarantee anybody else in the world is going to be better. Speaking of Beanie Babies, real quick, <laughs> did you see the picture on Twitter a few weeks ago about the couple getting divorced? It was like, this is where you don't want to be, and it's sad that they're getting divorced, but in the courtroom... Because they were arguing so much about it, the judge decided to bring out a table and dump all their Beanie Babies on the floor because that's what they were arguing over in the divorce sentiment. And they were kneeling on the courtroom floor debating and arguing over and splitting up the Beanie Babies, their Beanie Baby collection. No, no, that has to be fake news. It has to be, you would think. And the caption was, when you have found the other person in the world who still is in the Beanie Babies, you don't divorce them. It's not it's not getting any better for you from there. You're not going to find anybody else. That's great. You have narrowed your options right there. Oh, I wonder if they wrote the review on this Congo Bongo monkey. That's if very one possible. Of them. Yeah. It's an okay gorilla. Or monkey. Whatever. Yeah, same thing. Uh, is, same that, is that apes? Is that monkey's name Reginald? You know. No, its name is Congo. <laughs> See? Shows you how much no, I wait, know wait. about Beanie Babies. One of them is a gorilla and one of them is a monkey. And I can't tell which one. Oh, here we go. Bongo the monkey and Congo the gorilla. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, but they pretty much, don't they grow up to be the other? Yeah, so, so Bongo is eventually going to become Congo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Congo Bongo. Congo that was, Bongo. That was a good pull. Definitely. Anything else this week? No, I think that'll do it. Okay. Go go uh join SOT podcast bracket. Yes. It'll be and play fun. Congo Bongo. Yeah. Well, one of them will be fun. One of them will be fun. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tip my hand as which I think might be actually fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Speaking of tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Craft services provided by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Visual effects by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Lighting by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. This week's quiz, courtesy of Dr. Garrett Schumann. And thanks again, Garrett. Speaking of Schumann, did you know that those jelly shoes that the dude wears in The Big Lebowski, those shoes 
actually belonged to Jeff Bridges, and he still has them. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas, and I love you.